0: I want you to put the word out there. We back up. And every day we looked up
1: at the ceiling. watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling I'm instrumentals. At my pencil and plus my paper. At my pencil and plus my paper. And every day we looked up at the ceiling. watching ceiling fans go round, trying to catch that feeling I'm instrumentals. At my pencil and plus my paper. At my pencil and plus my paper. What's up world and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On this episode, we'll first start with a couple of R.I.P.'s, we'll discuss Dave Chappelle's recent miscalculation at his most recent show, and then the crew will share what individual hip-hop tracks from 2022 we bumped the most. Then the crew will dive into a discussion of the series finale of the TV show Atlanta. We'll discuss what we loved about it, other moments and episodes we appreciated from season four, and discuss the overall legacy in terms of black art that the show is leaving behind. Then for our album Face Off, we'll be putting Southern Playeristic Cadillac Music by Outkast against Soul Food by Goody Mob and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the past couple of weeks. So please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo!
2: Yo, yo, what's
1: up? What's going on? I what's am what's
2: replacing him. no here from? <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, you know, he was able to get all the scoop from the other half. I'm just replacing him tonight.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Hey, man, it's, a, it's, it's, it's long overdue. It's long overdue.
2: Man, I am cracking up at this crack post of Dave Chappelle's. <laughs> Man, we saw him as comedy special. It was so good, man. You, I knew it was gonna be good when they demanded that we put our phones up and locked it in these little magnetic cases. I'm like, oh snap, we can't record anything, huh?
1: Yeah, they serious about that. They, they are serious about that. Like he is, uh, he, he is on that. What's what's up, Jamil? What's happening? What's good, man? We yeah. he out here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We back up, brother. We back up. <laughs> streets been calling indeed indeed all right i got i got marcellus in the house even though i cannot hear him i don't see the microphone icon so i don't know if he needs to get off and get back on and connect the audio but we also have in the house an old friend of myself and zach's wife and partner courtney harris
2: I don't like how you say a partner right there. That that <laughs> felt real suspect right there.
1: <laughs> that's that's for my non-binary audience. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh wow, what's
4: going on? Yeah, I'm finally up in here. Okay, you
1: good? What's what's going on, Marcellus?
4: Yeah, what's going on? What's uh, good? What's morning. good? Who's we all we got?
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right.
4: CMB.
0: <laughs> CMB. We all we got.
4: Cut. <laughs>
1: oh man i want to thank everybody for hopping on the show for our season 15 premiere um a lot of good topics to get to man and uh yeah welcome welcome uh, it's, it's been a long time i'm settled in my new um uh settlement <laughs> so uh we're gonna keep the show on the road but uh but how's everybody doing tonight
0: so, got your new palatial estate in the uh doing decent in the middle of uh <laughs> bougie black people town.
1: (laughs) Man, ain't no palatial state. I I I literally got the worst the worst crib in the hood.
0: (laughs) I don't think we can call the hood the Beverly the hood man. Welcome by the way.
1: Welcome.
0: (laughs) But um let's dive right into it. we're happy to have you on the bougie side.
1: Yeah I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Hopefully I can pay my bills and stay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but um let's get right into it man first and foremost i wanted to give a uh an acknowledgement to the passing of two rappers uh while we were on break i wanted to say rest in peace to hurricane g uh she was a rapper out of new jersey who was down with red man and his crew she passed away at the age of 52 and also tame one from the artifacts he also passed away um at the age of 52 so
2: um
1: yeah man. Man. Man, man both of them I, w- I was more of a fan of tame one and kind of like the second act of his career when he kind of went solo but his artifacts material is, is still banging and still dope so <clears throat> we uh and they actually died on the same day which is crazy oh what wasn't that boy. man well you yeah. know um, real quick, too, um, in our news nuggets, I was going to talk about Gucci Mane releasing an 80 song album, but I kind of want to talk about this Chappelle, Elon Musk thing. Did y'all see this today? didn't
4: nope. know there was a thing. I missed
1: that. Oh, y'all missed it. Oh, man. Did you did you catch it, Courtney? No,
2: nah, I ain't heard nothing, man. This Chappelle <laughs> got to
0: do
1: with Elon Musk. That's
2: what I'm like. How is this related? I'm looking at it Oh, That's just
1: right people.
0: That's that's his man's. Yeah, they. they oh got, not, from a while ago.
2: Yeah, oh, they, he brought him on stage and then he got booed. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he did a show in San Fran, which isn't that where Twitter headquarters is at. Yeah, I don't know somewhere. if it's yeah.
0: in in their uh, city limits, but it's definitely Bay Area.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's what I thought so he brought him on stage he and i saw the video and he was like yeah everybody give it up for the world's richest man elon musk second and and people started booing there were some people cheering
2: Uh uh-uh it says chappelle responded after the booing it sounds like some of the people you fired are in the audience
3: yeah man
1: so he he kind of stood up there very awkwardly for about 10 minutes And um, yeah yeah Ten. he said it, it was it was quoted that elon said i'm rich b you know the famous chappelle quote you know people were just kind of just kind of booing his whole duration on stage and then like um you know he he didn't really he i think he said he 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 elon was saying that he had he had did something to offend unhinged leftists and that's why they were booing him but do y'all think this was kind of like just a miscalculation on chappelle's part because yeah, neither one of them (laughs) seemed like they in fact they both said they didn't expect that reaction from the crowd what do do y'all think
0: i think chappelle has overestimated his ability to kind of connect with his people i think he feels like he has enough of a cachet that folks are gonna rock with him regardless and that's not necessarily the case especially you know this new audience like yeah some of the the hardcore fans from 20 years ago who you know they might still rock with him and they can you know see the humor and the joke of him saying oh i guess the people that you fired is an audience that's funny but to you know (laughs) to the new the new folks like they're not here for it and and you know people are are much more brazen and much more willing to make their displeasure known so I think I think Chappelle is not as bulletproof as he believes himself to be
1: yeah I I would agree I would agree I I think that he's been in a different tax bracket for so long he you know when that when that happens you know you just kind of lose lose touch you know with you know the um with you know the public opinion of most people like the you know no disrespect to anybody but your, but your everyday joe your everyday schluck you know yeah and and right. I, I mean that is no disrespect because i
4: put myself in that category but um the vast majority of people in the country is in that category right? yeah yeah absolutely or sad to say under
1: that category
3: yeah
1: Uh, yeah yeah increasingly so you know i i I think Chappelle is a funny dude i I do think he is a comedic genius but he's got certain blind spots and you know when he was kind of with the with the most recent stuff that he kind of got himself in hot water with it you know i saw the humor in what he was saying but i also saw the compassion in what he was saying but i also saw why some people were upset and for him to when he kind of wanted to double down and keep addressing it, it was just like, come on, man, this is this is getting to a point where this is kind of beneath you, you know, but he kept trying to, like, get into the fight, so to speak, and defend himself. And, you know, no, no, what I meant was this, you know, and it's like, dude, just just kind of just kind of let it go. Take you don't hell. have to keep. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to keep chirping back at these people. Yeah. Um. Wh- what do you think, Courtney?
2: Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I think that maybe it's like what the rest of you guys are going to say. He's been at it for so long and you get so much money. I think that it blinds you to everyday people and how they may feel. Yeah, he, I know as a comedian, they do the best they can. They don't want to tread on thin ice, you know, with the public anymore. People are so, you know, babyish nowadays. They can't take no jokes, but it's a fine balance that he has to do. And I, Sometimes I feel sorry for these comedians, people like Chappelle. A lot of times I don't. (laughs) You you, you made this, you dug into this, you just gonna have to accept the repercussions and the backlash. Just take it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it comes with the territory of running with a guy like Elon Musk. And like, you know, to be honest, it's like, man, if you really follow him and his career, it's like, this nigga's a a real life Lex
4: Luthor. Like, you know, people got... (laughs) People, act I, like I would he, associate that's... him closer i would associate him closer with iron man with tony stark i would not oh would he
2: wish he would have that type no, of swag
4: no no that's because y'all, y'all don't realize y'all don't realize tony stark is the bad guy playing the good guy lex Luthor has always been the bad guy yeah so, elon has always been the bad guy <laughs> tony stark. no no that's not he how he's always been portrayed that's, that's my point. He hasn't always been portrayed as the bad guy. He didn't just pop up out of nowhere. People have been following his career for decades. And that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Same thing with, with Iron Man. People follow that career. Okay, here's this genius wonder kid. What's he going to do? And blah, blah, blah. Here, here's, here's where I got to
1: push back on that. Elon Musk, to my knowledge, now you might have more knowledge than me on this, uh, Marcellus. He didn't build anything but a video game <laughs> a very long time ago. He takes. Uh, I
4: didn't he say takes... he built anything. I said he he was an engineer that was on the rise. Just like okay. he had stuff handed whoa, whoa, to whoa, him. Whoa, 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 like whoa! Stark. Where
1: are we getting all this "on the rise" stuff from? You, you, we all know where his money came from, right?
4: Right. I, I didn't mention his money. <laughs> his money may have been given to him, but people wanted to see. Okay, this dude went to school. He's an engineer. What is he gonna do? He
1: didn't just he didn't just get money from his parents yeah correct okay <coughs> his parents got money from profiteering from apartheid specifically
3: mm-hmm. that's literal
4: okay. emerald money that he's gotten his riches from so yeah it, just like tony stark got it, his money from killing folks from his dad oh uh, okay I. never I, my point my point was that. my point was you change the subject. My point was people wanted to see what this dude was gonna do. The average white person ain't caring about where this dude got his money. That's our concern. So I'm That's- saying, hey, this is what people have been doing. They've been watching his career, seeing where he's gonna go. Well, they well no care, my, my broader point. about where he got his money from. My, my
1: broader point is that, like, a lot of people don't know that about where he got his money from, because everyone he who I bring it care. up to, you know, present company excluded does not know that. They're like, oh, word. Yeah. Like, I thought he made it from Tesla. It's like, no, he took his parents' apartheid money and invested in Tesla, which was a small company already on the upswing. Right. We see what he's what he's capable of when left to his own devices with this whole Twitter nonsense. Right. So... The reason, like, his romance with Chappelle bothers me is because dude seems to stand for everything that I thought Chappelle opposite. was diametrically opposed to. Oh, right. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's just about convenience. I think it's just a, a lot of times things are being done. You know, ain't no actual conspiracy here. Just things are done for showing, for looks, and for, you know, appearance sake. You got to win over some type of audience. So he knows who the audience is for Chappelle. So. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and that was yeah. my that was my broader point. That was my 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 point. Well, you had a broader point. My macro point was, or micro point was, he's going to make it look a certain way, just like Tony Stark, but just like Tony Stark, he's going to be immoral and unethical when it when it ever is convenient for him. When look up Tony Stark, in the comics, that's he's the bad guy. I but get the point that you're making with that, but I don't know if I people. agree the point he's associating with other people is he's trying to make himself look like he's something he's not and now people see seeing through that and they booed him because a lot of his stuff now is public but the stuff that ian was talking about before some of that stuff wasn't public you had to dig for it that's what ian does he's gonna dig for it
1: now this this one quote from someone who was in the audience he said it's like Chappelle brought in the steel mill tycoon who fired the town's workforce, then thought people in the same town wouldn't be too upset about it.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Business is in the streets now. Yeah. Um, did, did, did you hear what he did at the end of the show?
2: No, nah, what did he do at the end?
1: Okay, so Chappelle Chappelle brought out Talib Kweli, Yasin Bey, Donnell Rollins, and I think Chris Rock. And someone who was there was like, yeah, it was surreal. Cause it was like, you got these five huge figures in black pop culture on stage. And then you got Elon Musk. And it was just like kind of a surreal thing to be seeing like, hey, what is what is happening right now? And then he asked Elon Musk to do him a favor and re-institute, reinstate Talib Kweli's Twitter account to which he agreed to do so you know maybe it was some calculation on Chappelle's part too to look out for a friend but I don't know I think he that's a Faustian bargain right there
0: yeah and that feels <laughs> awfully performative beyond right. that Yeah, because you could just that could have been a, a private call. conversation
4: right yep. mm-hmm. like you yeah, get all that yeah. tight at your boy when y'all smoking weed Like, right. what, what you got to do this on stage for <laughs> and why would Quali
0: agree to be a part of that? He that's that, that's have. really weird. Yeah, it is weird.
2: Man, look, y'all don't want to go down this rabbit hole with me. I have so many conspiracy theories; it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> concerning oh. concerning what
1: specifically? When it See, comes to these, started?
2: look with these artists and these singers and comedians, I'll tell you they were forced to do this. I don't know what they did to mess with the big wigs. Let me, hold on, I got to make sure my Alexa's unplugged. Hold on a second, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right.
2: Okay, here we go. Yeah. It's not going to matter. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why I was so weird. When stuff is not, it looks weird and it ain't supposed to be. It just seems out of character for a person. I'm telling you. They're forced.
1: He was forced. <laughs> like Kyrie Irving apologizing. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. Forced to get over oh. there rushing. You know, we just... All type of forcing happen over
1: here. Well, Talib quality thing, you know, because I don't know if y'all have listened to to, to the Midnight Miracle podcast, but like,
0: That's when it, it went behind the paywall?
1: Ah, oh, that's right. It sure did. It sure did. But but, about on that luminary or luminosity or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It started out really good, but I, I don't know what they're up to now. But in the early days, I remember most death and and mainly most death. <clears throat> Getting on Taleb Kweli about like, why are you, why are you so insistent on arguing with people on Twitter? Like the internet is not a place where you go to win arguments and it's like, maybe it's a generational thing because Taleb is generation X and they think like, oh, well, if I just prevent, present enough facts to support my stance, then people will change their minds. But it's like, that's not how the internet works. It is not, <laughs> not even no. close. And, and I don't I don't think I don't think Taleb ever realized that and he, he messed around and got himself banned for harassing a chick. You know, that, that said something about him that he felt wasn't true. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's, you know, if Chappelle is doing all this to get a favor in for a friend, cool. But he, still, there's a better way he could have done this. It's a better way he could have done this. He said, That's not it.
4: Chappelle doing <laughs> that for his friend makes just as much sense as Brittany Greenier getting off for an arms dealer. Well,
0: <laughs> I suppose it depends on who you ask. It makes all the sense in the world to me.
4: An arms dealer gets off.
0: That's why uh, I said it depends on it that's, depends that's on who you one.
4: ask. H- right, H- here's why,
0: why I'll defend
1: that: up. we're they're not they're not holding on to anybody. Speaking of Russia, who's the equivalent of
3: mm-hmm.
1: of, of, of of what's what's the guy the Merchant of Death or whatever they called him? You know, it's it's people like what's his name, the Cleveland guy who's a marine. It's people like Brittany Griner, other folks on on minor charges. You know, see, you kind of got to do what you got to do. It's like a black woman gets a win, and it's just like everybody just, you know, I I knew the Blair was gonna be blowback over that. I just kind of knew it. I kind of knew it. That seemed like a
4: rough trade to me.
1: Yeah, That's it wild. was. I'm not gonna lie, it was. But like, would you have rather it not happen?
4: No, I think no, it I'm was. I, it, it's, it, I'm just saying, just like with Chappelle, like you, you went way. Seemed like you went way overboard to do this favor for your boy. You know, like that. That like man, that seems like that's a that 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 math ain't add up.
2: Like, <laughs> seems he, like a win-win for Russia,
3: I don't, I don't right? Know. That, was, <laughs> that was kind of the
0: point that I was making. Right. For them, it, it makes all the to, sense in the world. Yeah, and I think that's very much the reason why. You know she becomes the the bargaining chip i mean because i mean she's she's an incredibly divisive figure right just the fact that right. she's an athlete as opposed to a soldier that tears people apart she's a black woman she's a lesbian Absolutely. like everybody's got a everybody's got a a point of view on it and nobody can agree so when she does get released you know not only does russia get this this soldier Soldier, with this mercenary that they were, you know, trying to get home, there's still further division that they were able to sow in a in a enemy state. Mm, like they, right. they winning.
4: That's the, right. You you proving my point. That's what I'm saying. Like for America's end, it's like y'all got a basketball star back. All right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well. Look, everything may not be as it seems. People, conspiracies. I'm telling you, like this, <laughs> it's some type of underhanded NDAs that was signed under the under oh, the table. Oh, the okay, NDAs, look, definitely. yes, look, they say, <laughs> look, we'll give you this person, but he's mysteriously going to end up missing. Meanwhile, guess what? Look, they, you you trying to get these votes in two years? Hey, we we are gonna strike three people: lesbian, black. Oh my God, athlete. Yes, all the votes. Come on, guys. Y'all
1: gotta see this. (laughs) And then they inject AIDS into our chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) I should
4: have seen
3: that coming.
1: (laughs) Oh man. But (laughs) moving right along, man. Moving right along. It is it is uh the we're at the end of another year, another calendar year. Um and I don't know if y'all, y'all maybe y'all have Spotify or y'all don't, but um most recently there's been a uh, a bit of a buzz about this new feature uh, on spotify where it kind of does a yearly wrap-up and shows you who your most played you know music artist of the year was what songs you were bumping the most and i don't know if y'all have that or if y'all were able to just put together your own list by memory but what were some of the hip-hop tracks you know if you got some r and on there that's cool too but i mainly look for hip-hop tracks that got the most run or most, you know, you bumped the most in 2022. Did did you all have a list? Did you all, you know, wanted to share? And uh, just kind of go through the list of some of the dopest tracks that were released this calendar year and uh, and share those.
2: Well, I guess since it's ladies first, I'll go. Please. So obviously I have been listening to all of, you know, Kendrick's album for pretty much the entire year. But Ooh, yeah. I will say that you know, I've been on my Ratchet Crazy Trap trip, and I've been listening to FNF, Tomorrow 2 is Given, Plan B, I've listened to Glorilla, Megan Stallion, I just, I'm, I I'm getting it. A... voice. Look, I know, I know.
1: Ooh, Ooh. Ooh Megan <laughs> you... Glow. No, Glow, Glow.
2: Yeah, it's so raspy. You
1: know
0: what she <laughs> sound
2: like. I need the 10 Bruh. cigarette dirty pack voice
3: a day Yes, tight that's exactly what it sounds like. She, she, ain't as, she ain't as, she
1: ain't as bad as she ain't bad as Ice Spice. This is true. This is true. Ice Spice I'm, sounds I'm like she liking out of that breath. we of getting
2: some more we're getting some more, you know, some little female variety. It's not, you know, we ain't got to the stances that I wanted to be, but we we getting there, okay? Give me some we're getting a little bit of variety in here, so that's what I've been kinda doing. But that's it for the most part. I haven't really been I did listen to uh, Nas's new album that came out.
0: Oh, what did you think? Oh, yeah,
2: that was pretty good. That was pretty yeah. good. I have to I want to re-listen to it again. I only listen to it once all the way through. Um, I was happy when I finally was able to get that in. But
1: that that was an outstanding album. Real quick, Cordy, tell me. Tell me what were your thoughts on the Kendrick Lamar album?
2: Um, it, it was uh, it was really good. I it, it was good enough. The fact that I decided to I went to the concert with my daughter this she oh nice um, absolutely i mean she's finally starting this tear to my eye okay uh <laughs> getting into hip-hop and she's like oh, i'm really feeling kendrick's album i've been listening to in the past two three hours can we go see him in concert i was like oh, oh, oh my goodness this is making me so proud yes absolutely will go so i mean i i love the entire album i think we both me and her both liked uh, of course mud eye sober and um <coughs> Uh, high steppers and I love seeing all of those actually being performed in concert. It was it was wonderful. I just I listen to that all the time. That's usually my go to. Just gets me revved up if I'm working out. You know that says a lot. Y'all don't understand. If I'm listening to you while I'm working out, that means that I actually want you in my ear to motivate me.
1: So how how you know. does that how does that album perform live?
2: Yeah, I I feel that it's. To me, it's accentuated the album so much more because his visuals. I don't know the type of money he's putting into this, but whew, like, <laughs> the I, I'm still, I have videos that I had to record until I almost lost all my battery. I just, I still look <laughs> at those videos because it was like, I, I just cannot describe it. It's just, you, you have to be there in person to see how he goes about with each track, the type of thought process he. Does for each song breaks it down, and you know if he's alone on stage or on the piano, or we got the little smoke coming up the curtains, and we are just in glass boxes being floated up across the crowd. Like, yeah. Oh
1: man, You're on the <laughs> show, show.
2: Yes, he does. He
1: really okay. does. Nice, nice. Okay. You know I, I really liked his album. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna get on this on next week's show, or the show, no, know, like the show two weeks from now. Um, when we do our year and wrap up, but I felt the things that he visited on that album were kind of long overdue in hip-hop And yep. he's kind of I really appreciate the fact that he's contributing more to the conversation about mental health in the black community and, You know trying to be an example in, in that way and um, or in that lane and Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really dug it. I mean I, I there's not a Kendrick album I hate but this one. I, I really appreciated. like his, see just seeing his growth and him kind of tackling uh, 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 some some subject matter that is frankly a little uncomfortable for most people. Yeah. So, uh, man, thanks for that. Thanks for that. All right, um, Jamil, man, what uh, what hip hop tracks were getting the most bump from you this year?
0: Seeing as how there was no two live crew album that came out this year, I was <laughs> a little bit a little bit of a, of a loss. <laughs>
1: No nah, man, Luke, Luke. Luke was too busy uh, uh, running for office or whatever he's doing now.
0: <laughs> Coaching football, man, and 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 uh, endorsing mayoral candidates.
3: <laughs>
0: and having an odd conversation with Lil Kim. You're right. if, you know, if if you know, you know. You're right. <laughs> um, Let me stay ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> it is the funniest thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna say it on the air. If you happen to, (laughs) if you happen to come across it, though, it is it is hilarious. Um, like cartoonishly funny. But uh, my my list, (laughs) I had to. um, I couldn't go off of my actual Spotify list because it was just too much other stuff on it. Um, so I just kind of thought back to. Tracks that I like pulled off of albums and put onto other playlists to, to give you my playlist for 2022. So I got uh King-ish El off of uh Zygeist.
1: Nice, nice.
0: Um Good Good Middleman, Cy Ari the Kid, Johnny P's Caddy, uh No Do Fly Anakin Belize with uh, black Blackthorn Doom
4: Blue
0: mm. on on Phone uh, Pusha T, Brambleton. Um, Cy Ari the Kid again, Cut the Consultation. Uh, The Ritual with, uh, AZ, Lil Wayne, and Kanye. That
1: was, was that this year or last year?
0: That was this year, Doa or Die 2.
3: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Um, Kios, Lupe. In mm. the middle of the mall. Um, Benny, ten uh, ten more commandments. Nice. Uh, Freddie Gibbs couldn't be done. Uh, Join with Kelly Price. Uh N 90 in N95 Kendrick. Uh, S- I already kid Rico. Sorry y'all, this is a long list. Uh, Diet Coke, Pusher. Sinister with a uh, Corday and Lil Wayne. Elzai again with Nefertiti. <laughs> Back to Back Two Times, Benny and Stove God, uh, Black Thought, Viola and Lupita's, uh, Wild Chapters, Conway and T.I., Terrible Twos, uh, Run the Jewels off the DJ Premier, uh, Rock and Roll, Pusha T and Kid Cuddy, and Chanel Pearls, Conway and Jill Scott.
1: Oh, okay, okay. All right. Um, this is a good list, man. Um, it's a long one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, my, my, mine's is long too. You, you actually had maybe, I think, two songs. No, actually, yeah, yeah, two songs that actually overlap with my, um, with my list. Um, can you, can you speak on No Doe real quick, the Fly Anakin track? Um,
0: the Mad Lib production is what kind of grabbed me. Like, I, I really like the Frank album, but I tend to listen to the album like as a whole but that particular track the no Dough," um that production was just so weird and and just mad live and i dug it so i ended up putting that on like three different playlists
1: oh wow okay all right uh speak on belize with uh with a uh, black thought of mf doom
0: um that is such a chill song like that one that one got a lot of play for me Um, If I was not in the best mood, or if I needed a palate cleanser from listening to, like if I listen to Kendrick or Sayari, those are some pretty dark and heavy albums. So that Belize is just like super chill and kind of as the name implies, it kind of puts you in the mind of being on like a, a dock out, you know, on vacation. If not in Belize, in some some tropical kind of locale like that.
1: Okay, indeed, indeed, yeah, I really dug the production on that, and and just and the verse we got from Doom, it was it was, yeah, man, it was exactly what I needed in 2022, man. that Black thought and Doom on a oh man on that beat too um lupe on phone Them." uh speak on that a little bit I, Lu- I felt lupe's album was very underrated and underappreciated um drill music and zion man it's it's some of his best songwriting is on that album but but speak on on phone Them."
0: yeah it didn't get get much discussion um i dug i dug that that whole sequence when he was talking about um like rappers either basically lying on record or you know getting themselves in trouble and the way that he you know the way that he actually broke the verse down um <laughs> like liar liar pants on fire or something you would say as a kid but for him to kind of flip it into that verse the way that he did it you know in a very um adult way and still kind of get the point across i thought it was pretty slick
1: indeed indeed um, I, I really like the, uh, the, the, the way he started the song where he was like, rappers die too much. Like, that's the verse. <laughs> that's the verse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and the, and the whole guy D liars and that's what I'm talking about that part. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they're just metal boxes sitting on God D tires and man, it's just, oh man, he, the way he, he was in his bag, man. He was in his bag. Um, much like the track, the other track you mentioned, Kiosk, where he's rapping as if he's, you know, a, a diamond salesman or whatever. And everything, you know, his sales pitch that he's he's pitching to the dude he's trying to sell these diamonds to. And, you know, it, it, it's just great songwriting, man. Just just great songwriting. Um, mm-hmm. One more track I want you to comment on. Uh, let's go with. uh Oh, let's go with Benny. Ten More Commandments. Benny the Butcher
0: Um, Benny, like I've been a fan of his for a while but his flow can kind of get repetitive but you can definitely see his growth this year and he has some jewels on this one even though he said Frank Wright (laughs) instead of Frank White that always bugs me (laughs) Um, but I think it was a uh, you know a worthy successor to the original Ten Crack Commandments and the one in particular that I like when he was talking about, you know, basically, don't spend your money on nothing that you can't that you can't flip to, you know, get on. Like if you if you if you lose a stash or if you find yourself in a, in a bind financially, he's like, yeah, I got you know all these jewels and stuff, but I can flip all this and be on tomorrow. And he's like, basically, get you know, get your money and get out the game, which is essentially the the, the end of it all. Yeah, you know you yeah. stick around too long nothing good is gonna happen so i i, I thought that was a, a really good like modern take
1: on uh, a classic indeed indeed yeah, i thought it was so dope for him to do a, a sequel to, to 10 crack commandments and like if i if any artist was going to do that i i prefer it to be a Griselda artist you know agree
3: so, <laughs> agree if you know.
0: if not Griselda, push the t but i don't think push the t would come from the perspective of a like a rugged street dude he seemed like his his is more luxury drug dealer stuff so he's going to tell you about the spoils of it but not necessarily you know the pitfalls that may come with it
1: right right yeah yeah very true yeah very true all right marcellus man were there any hip-hop tracks from this year from 2022
4: that got a lot of bump from you so the, the one thing uh two things about uh about Kendrick's album um Kendrick's album for me because I'm usually on the move I really need to be by myself listening to that album you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I can't can't be because a lot of stuff that he was saying we've been saying like people consider themselves somewhat like outliers you know, maybe mm-hmm. we dress different when we go out. We rocking bow ties, the two pocket squares. Uh, well, I'ma wear this purple and this pink. You know, way before it was not cool to call people out of their name for rocking purple and pink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm rocking purple and pink tw- for 20 years, but I'm a straight man. You know what I'm saying? So, it's some of the stuff that he addressed in that black in the black community that need to be talked about, dude. I can't be in public and listen to that album because I'ma break down you know what mm. I'm saying mm-hmm. Like you, you describing my whole freaking life right here this stuff we we been need to be talking about you know
0: yeah, you touch on some some heavy heavy things that bruh like bruh. I can't I, like, most I'm sitting of his there at the, the airport listening to, to this
4: dude I'm at the airport by myself because I got to mm. get home so I can work the next day listening to this album bruh I had to turn it off yeah I, had to I, I legit like it's it, it was too it hit me too hard too much yeah and i couldn't express it in the open not right. as a black man you know what i'm saying so i'm like and it was nowhere for me to go you know i'm like trying to catch this bus so i can get home and all this type of stuff and i'm by myself and i'm like nah this is this is messed up right. you know but uh one thing i thought that I really really liked because my my favorite album for the year was definitely Chico's Mm, and I started listening to the album if you go to Chico's now like I got Apple Music so when something hits so many plays or whatever it is it'll be a star by it right so when Chico's first came out and we was quoting Belize right Belize did not have a star by it the stuff that's got a star by it now was like um, because has a star by it strangers has a star by it and when the album first came out i mean when it was like showing you know the singles or whatever you know of course cheat codes and no gold teeth had stars by them but those mm-hmm. songs don't have stars by them so it's like when you play it and you listen to it over and over again and you see people sleeping on the leaves. And then a star shows up next to it. It's like, oh y'all figured it out. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like oh y'all y'all, the, you know your eyes open. Right, Is that Right. Dude, that track, that Doom did his thing. Like in the video, the video being in black and white, shot in 4K, and then for Danger, uh, Danger Mouse to be recording Black Thought while he's rapping. And then sit the camera down, and then both of them, Black Thought and and Danger Mouse is on on the screen, and just let Doom rap. I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome. I thought that was awesome. Just just let it sit because they're not just musicians; they're fans of Doom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> just let them have this moment posthumously, you know. So I I thought that was that those. Cause i'm not a i'm more of a visual person than a music person like y'all but those things definitely stuck out to me for the, like the whole year just watching people like it click like i don't know y'all but i know y'all get it now you know for right. belize yeah that was that was a good one for me
0: i can kind of appreciate that too that that belize wouldn't have gotten like the early spins like that that's actually somewhat encouraging to me Because when Doom died, I was afraid of like people, you know, using his name for clout. Now, I know this wouldn't have been the case with Black Thought. Like, he's, you know, obviously a a peer and a fan. But I mean, we've seen the bastardization of, of Dilla and his image. And I was kind of fearful of that. So that tells me that this, you know, maybe isn't happening the way that I anticipated because people weren't rushing to oh it's a doom track you know what i'm saying so trying to use that to um you know post on instagram or whatever as their favorite Mm -hmm. and then people organically listened to the project and eventually got to it like with a real appreciation for it so that that, that kind of makes me smile
4: yeah 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 that was those were the things that stuck out for me okay for the most part i've been listening to some old stuff but yeah that those two Cheat uh, um, Codes and uh, Mr. Steppers, those definitely stuck out for me Because I wait, Pusha T counts for this year, don't he? Yeah, yeah, that was this year Yeah, because we just talked about that a couple of weeks ago and That was middle of the road that, I, I didn't care for it Yeah, well,
1: with the push I, I felt like a lot of the heat was in the Front end of the album um, I liked it, you know, but yeah It definitely, the wheels kind of came off A little bit toward the end but yeah, it was, I thought it was a decent project, I thought it was a decent project, but yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah the, th- the those beats two projects. The the beats to me just <clears throat> didn't match what he was saying. It's like the beats was on the two and the four, and he, he he was rhyming on the one and the three. Like, the lyrics to what he's saying is not matching this, you know, like, this Play School Recorder beat y'all got him on. Like, you know, some of the stuff, like, this isn't this isn't matching up for me, like, the tone isn't there. You know, because I recently was listening, you know, probably this year and last year, got into like Pusha T stuff when, you know, Diet Coke came out listening to some old stuff and Nostalgia and all that. Like, if you listen to something like Nostalgia and how on point that is for the lyrics and the beat, and then you listen to something now, it's like there's a disconnect. But again, I'm I'm new to Pusha T. Yeah, I,
1: I think that's that's kind of common. His, his beats do have a certain polish to them and always have despite his like heavily felonious rhymes you know what i mean
4: <laughs>
1: you know it, he's always been able to put like a sheen on his on his music with with the production it makes it go down a little easier so that's yeah that's powerful of course with pusher but those two albums you mentioned marcellus the cheat codes by black doll and the and the uh mr morale and the big steppers by kendrick you know of course those are going to be on my year-end list as well very very high on my year-end list yeah, yeah um yeah so i'm gonna run through my list of songs of individual tracks as quickly as possible uh because i know we got some 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 heavy stuff to get to tonight um i'm gonna go with i too have Sayari to get rules of engagement uh man he put on a rhyming clinic on that song i'm gonna go with armani caesar with diana um even Kodak Black couldn't mess that track up that that's just that track is butter to me um i'm i also was bumping real heavy beef by Nas every so often Nas gives us a very dope first person where he's 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 rapping from the point of view of an object or of an idea like he did with i gave you power where he was rapping like he was the gun in this track he's rapping as if he's beef and he's talking about all the melee that he causes and drama in people's lives great great track um kendrick lamar the heart part five great track it's it's just as it bumps just as well without the video in my opinion um fly anakin come back um that was the album opener from his album just, oh man, just great production there. Aquamarine with Black Thought. Um, that was probably my favorite track on the whole album. Um, just, just some great rhymes there. Um, Lupe Fiasco, Miss Mural. Um, if you have not heard Miss Mural by Lupe Fiasco, check it out. Um, I too also had Wild Chapters by Conway and T.I., great reflective track great introspective track and i'm not used to getting that from conway or ti so to hear them together on that song with that beat with that hook it was that was phenomenal uh father time by kendrick lamar um
4: yeah that was a good one that was a really good good one yeah you
1: know kind of touching on toxic black community
4: definitely yeah. Don't, don't, look, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have my time. Go ahead. No, you got it. You got it. Because I'm don't get me started on that album, bro. I, we got other stuff to talk about. I ain't trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like said, man, you you know you know what I'm talking about. Oh it's yeah. Like oh said. yeah. But but yeah, just he, touching. went in on the black community on that one. Uh, you know what I'm saying? with with a lot of those that album, man.
1: Yeah, touching on that the toxic masculinity that you know sometimes comes out when we're raising sons. Um, I also, too, have Johnny P's Caddy by Benny the Butcher and J. Cole. Song has a lot of... This song has staying power. It came out in January, so this was a track I thought people were k- going to kind of forget about later in the year, but people still mess with this track. Um, Dreaming of the Past by Pusha T and Kanye. Um, song Speaks for Itself. This is probably some of the last true, truly good production we're probably going to hear from Kanye West these days. So... I consider it a rarity. <laughs> um, I love got
0: production at all out here from Kanye.
1: <laughs> I got "Recognize My Car" by Paul Wall and Terminology. Um, Thoughts and Prayers by Big Poo. Um, Super plug by Benny the Butcher. I love that haunting Alchemist beat. Uh, Big Stepper by Rome Streets. Um, Bojack by Bodie James man I love the saxophone uh, in that track also Cash Transactions by Bodie James he he loves to sell drugs to the community and, 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 and he ain't gonna make no apologies for it so I ain't gonna make no apologies for, for liking this track Cash Transactions man check it out um, Alive Ain't Always Living by Quelle Chris I don't know if y'all are familiar with Quelle Chris He he's kind of a uh, not a very well-known mc but he's actually not rapping on this track he's singing but it's from his album he dropped this year death fame which is a really dope concept album uh, alive ain't ain't always living is is one of my f- probably favorite five tracks of the year and then lastly blackest in the room by freddie gibbs i'm just a sucker for beat change-ups and that one that that track had a very dope beat change up uh yeah, blackest in the room by Freddie Gibbs. So, check these tracks out, people. Uh, the these are the tracks that the crew is 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 listing as as must tracks from 2022. Yeah, yeah, we, we 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 sticking by it. We sticking by it.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm just laughing that you keep saying blackest in the room. The irony, anyway. Go
1: ahead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I have a, I have
1: a, I have a dark soul. <laughs> black, 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 black is a state of mind and a state of being. Black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. All right, all right. So, uh, uh, Jamil, you already. Uh, gave me your forewarning about you not getting through uh, atlanta season four so if you if you want to (laughs) uh mute it and wait and wait for my text because there is a part of the conversation later on i want to bring you in on um and and get your thoughts on uh but uh as you all know um the tv series atlanta um on fx uh, written and directed by donald glover and hiro man how you say his last name
4: Oh, uh, hero. Um, you, you know what? Some I, I can't
2: remember. Yeah, I'm. I'm not about Let's to mess see. up his name.
3: Right.
4: That's why I us canceled. That's, oh, canceled. Mirai. That's it. hero Marai. <laughs> That's yeah, a yeah. The, oh, special with him. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just need to see the name. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hero Mirai. Um, they just concluded the show after four seasons, four outstanding seasons, and the series finale aired about a month or so ago, give or take. And I wanted to get you all's thoughts on, not just the season finale, but also season four as well. But we'll, we'll, we'll start off with the season finale. The synopsis, I saw a synopsis of it yep, online that, that was uh, pretty good. Uh, the name of the episode is It Was All a Dream. But you know, in terms of series finales for TV shows, I personally thought it was outstanding. Uh, what, yeah. what did you all think?
2: Uh, man, they should have called the episode Big Booty Jewy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that would have been great. Been. Okay.
4: Oh, my goodness. Oh, that, that would have been fantastic. That would have been on the money. Yeah, I'm <laughs> saying, because I was watching it like,
1: dang. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, man. I was like, okay.
2: I had to pause a few times. I was like, hold on now. Let's rewind that if she did get up. <laughs> nah, but <laughs> you know what? Um, I thought it was a beautiful wrap up whether Darius is dreaming or not. Um, my my feeling is that I kind of feel like I, I love the, amb- the ambiguous ending because it kind of made it feel like whether he's dreaming or not, it doesn't matter. He reached a place of contentment and happiness and it was like, mm-hmm. everybody's good, you know, out and got his career together. He has this little, farm away from home you know and earn and and women are going to be moving to LA like they good so yeah I love that ending.
4: indeed indeed what about you Sal oh no I'm saying it was fantastic the, the <laughs> I, I think one of the things that made the episode so good was he was going to that sensory deprivation tank for his mental health <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah yeah and the stuff that they put in there made me feel like man black folks really need to go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> because the stuff that was going on yeah the recurrent there's a recurrent theme tonight <laughs> right right the stuff that was going on is, is you know some of this stuff is in his head like what was going on in the car with the girl and she was drunk and high <laughs> and had the gun <laughs> oh my goodness I- see, <laughs> <The whole
2: scene. laughs> y'all don't know how hard I was laughing <laughs> we was do know light. we know <laughs> was like, you got 30 minutes <laughs> I was crying laughing I was like what is happening <laughs> oh man that episode was so good I had laughed in a long time but yeah whew, that was such a good episode that
1: yeah. that that was a great episode a great way to end the series um, definitely a top 5 episode for me Uh, for the whole series um you know what what's so beautiful about it is that atlanta ended on an upswing yeah you know and and so very few shows get to do that let alone black shows it's it's so rare if ever that uh, that black art ever gets to go out on its own terms you know, and yeah, and they got a chance to do that. You know, yeah. the the whole the whole victory ride in the pink Porsche or pink Lamborghini with the Popeyes, and they get to ride off in a sunset. I'm 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 watching it, going, man, they did it. They actually did it. They got to yeah. go out on their own terms. Because a lot of shows, critically acclaimed black shows, didn't even have that chance to do that. Like yeah. Boondocks didn't get to do that. No. Martin didn't didn't get to do that. And Living Color didn't didn't get a chance to do that. <clears throat> um living single even the Chappelle show didn't it, it yeah. didn't get a chance to go out on its song. own terms yeah but atlanta somehow did it, it, and, and i i love that you know i felt some of the best acting that we got from lakeith stanfield was in this episode and particularly when he goes to see his brother and oh, oh man yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bro, was, I got, yeah, I got chills. Yeah, was, I got chills for that yeah. scene. I've, I've watched it like three times, and that that scene still gives me chill, chills. When did you, did you all figure it out that? When did you all figure out that his brother was was dead
4: when he looked uh, at the picture?
2: Yeah, okay. he looked at when he looked at the picture and he said, "I miss you, man." And then I didn't see him in yeah. the background anymore. Yeah. I felt like that was the same type of symbolism that was used when Al saw his mother, remember she was fussing at him and then she disappeared. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. Cause he was asking about like, how's mom, how's dad? He wasn't responding. So I'm like, okay, I guess this is him just having to go visit his
4: brother. It was beautiful. That was, that was Yeah,
1: that was, that was when it clicked with me too, uh, Courtney, when he was like, yeah, I miss you. And how's mom, how's dad? And like other stuff in the scene started to make sense because he's like his brother was telling him like yo I don't I don't, I don't want you in here with me I want you out there you know like yeah you yeah. know and, and it just so happened that Darius had turned flipped over in the tank mm-hmm. and was struggling to breathe, breathe. and that's right. kind of what took him to the to what was I guess symbolically the the afterlife and his brother was like yeah I don't want you in here with me I want you out there with them you know and that 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 hit me hard you know that that hit me kind of hard um but yeah the sense of loss on on lakeith's face in that scene where he's looking at the picture just man great a acting man to to give his character that that arc you know and that that type of closure um what (laughs) what do y'all think about the uh the the conversations that people have and the think pieces about whether or not it was a dream like because i i get kind of annoyed by that it's like man just
4: let it be just, a dream
1: let, let, let it let me be have dream. my show right. like why do y'all gotta take everything
2: i <laughs> <And laughs> just like <laughs> just you know people i think that's what's the genius of leaving it so open-ended because it is it makes the rewatching. You know higher that rewatchability. and you're definitely going to want to rewatch it again and it keeps you talking it makes you think because i think the reason why people argue on it so much is i think depending on where you are in life depending on where your mindset is is where you feel Darius is is he dreaming like this is too good to be true or could this be real life like
3: yeah
2: you know it's a it's a lot of symbolism there but to me i felt like like i said before i don't think it matters whether he's dreaming or not he gets to be with his friends it ends on such a good note because this all started i, I honestly feel like he's dreaming <laughs> i do because of the first episode remember he says it's like deja vu mm-hmm. and there's a dog and it's a lot of times i i feel like i connected with darius the most because sometimes i'm be like am i tripping like is this, i can see that
1: i can see like
2: it. i feel like am i dreaming like what's going on like plenty of times he's like this is the not the reality strip like why is he so mythosophical just I don't know if this is all real and (laughs) so it doesn't matter if he was dreaming or not the point of the matter was it got to end on a great
1: note (laughs) i'm in a camp that it was not a dream but they do leave some breadcrumbs for you like Mm
3: -hmm.
1: like in the champagne poppy episode where darius was somehow at the party and the girl was asking him is this real he was like no it is not and um (laughs) you know i thought about that scene but I'm I'm in the it was real camp. <laughs> you know, like I want it to be real, so
4: it's real. So but uh what do, what do you think, Marcellus? Um, I'm on the fence and I like being on the fence. I don't want to make anything definite. The reason why I think it was a dream is because <clears throat> on one part, when you're looking at Darius and the camera is panning like from right to left, in the amount of time it takes him to figure out if Judge Judy is Big Booty Judy or really Judge Judy, it's the same amount of time that it took him took us to see it at the beginning of that episode. He said, "I know I'm in a dream," and when Judge Judge Judy is thick, and when he got to that same time period, he chuckled. Mm-hmm.
3: And you it was like a saying? little smirk,
4: yeah, right, right. So he knew something nobody else knew, but at the same time we heard sirens in the background because she had stole that Maserati <laughs> and that's what they was just talking about. It's like, where you get that car from? Oh, I stole it. You go get in trouble for that. No, nah, no, nah, we had a dream. <laughs> we had a dream. And then he's like, woo, 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 it's, it's in the background. So it, it it was fantastic for me. It was, it was great for me because inception is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. just because of the mind trip you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and then hans zimmer doing the score inception was fantastic the way that they left it open ended and even in imdb that's what they said the first thing they said was inception of a dream comes into one so that's that's how they, they that's how they ended it for you like inception so it should be triggering a conversation yeah, yeah. I, I honestly
1: thought they were subverting the uh, it was all a dream trope, you know, with that with that particular ending, you know, and I, I do think they they want people to uh, they do want it to be a discussion piece, because at the end of the day, I do feel that they know what they had was was truly art with this show. And with art, you discuss it, you interpret it a different way, like some people going to interpret it one way, some people going to interpret it another so I thought it was genius to to end it on that note. Um, but but also at the same time flush out Darius's character a little more because he he is an enigmatic character throughout the whole series. Like, man, what's what's this dude's story? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you yeah. when you find out, it's like, man, he has no family. Like that's when you kind of Yeah. It it all kind of starts to make sense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
3: Yeah.
2: For a oh. long time I thought I had like had the suspicion like I'm, I'm the type of person who loves to try to figure stuff out I'm like is he like a guardian angel or something like
3: what <laughs> is he to them like right, he, just, right.
2: he just show up at the weirdest times and he would just disappear like why is he never around for some of these crazy situations well he had a few on his own but <laughs>
3: <laughs> but you know a guardian
1: angel like Slimer from Ghostbusters. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the first episode was, was just like that when old girl was chasing him around.
2: Oh God, with the with the, on that scooter. Yeah. Man, look, I, Y'all did not understand how hard I kept laughing this time, especially when he got in the car and you can hear the scooter come up like I know this is not the same woman who has been chasing him and I'm like, why not he just cut the tires or something? Like oh my goodness, this this woman. <laughs> give
4: it back put it back oh. and then he, he was on top of the the what you call it and he was like <laughs> what did he say i didn't steal this and then she was like i don't care and it reminded me of the fugitive like back oh. in the day he would tell me these he like i don't care i don't oh, no. care <laughs> So, but then uh, like I said, it was paying tribute to to MF Doom or Blue Blue Face or whatever they called them on, on that episode. Oh, Blue Blood, that, that yeah, old, yeah, yeah, this,
1: this, yeah. For them this, to this kick it off with an MF Doom like not like that, I was
4: like, oh man, Atlanta,
1: you did it again, like.
4: Bruh, they yeah they 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 started off fantastic
1: they started oh,
4: that that first episode because i was like man this gonna be the final season, season the whole season was, was amazing
2: four was just i it was it i was mean a it
4: tribute it was it was a really fitting tribute to the to the end of the show real quick well i guess i could get into this now
1: can you all rank the atlanta ep- the atlanta seasons rather your your most favorite to least favorite because none of them i hated i felt season three was underappreciated and unfairly hated on but how would y'all rank them from best to least best oh my goodness
4: um we that's let me see
2: (sighs) uh shoot okay so if i'm gonna go for me personally the one that i
4: hmm. That's tough, dude. I uh, like, it's, like uh, it's it's see, ranking the seasons <clears throat> is like ranking people's albums, because you may have a favorite album, but you know that certain bangers is on the other album.
2: Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may have five good episodes on one season compared to
4: <laughs> this right. one
2: has six compared to like, because
4: uh, the first season, the first season had when they was getting shot at and they went to jail and there was a dude that was in jail that didn't know that that the girl he was with was a dude yeah. and then they had the invisible car which really showed you you ain't in Kansas no more this may be had black people in the show but this ain't the black show you think it is you know what I'm saying like they had the, the fake Justin Bieber they had yep. the value episode when uh, Van was talking to old girl, Van they won an Emmy for Van dude yeah, the, the B A N episode, like, yeah. like the Juneteenth episode, bruh, the jacket episode, and at the yeah. end you realize that Ern was homeless.
1: Yeah, the jacket episode is a very underrated. Yeah, movie.
4: yeah. Like, I'm like, what is going on with this stupid jacket? And and at the end of it,
2: you understand? It was, it was like, like, oh, like, okay,
4: I, that. <laughs> I did not expect it to go that way at all. So I mean, to season one. But then you go to season two, and they start with that alligator man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man,
2: yeah. oh man. You know what? You know what? I, the barbershop I'm, I'm, episode oh. was hilarious too, which was but. also
1: season two. This <laughs> right. This is what this is. Since y'all are a little gun shy, <laughs> I'm
4: am gonna
1: go ahead and put it out there. I'm a, I'm a, from best to least best. I'm gonna go season two. Yeah. Season four, really. Season one, then season three, and I love season three. I love season three, but season season two had the heat. It had Alligator it Man. It
4: did. It,
1: it, had, um, it had it had food, Helen, the Fubu episode.
2: That Fubu, I love Teddy, that one. Teddy yeah. Perkins, yes. Poppy uh, it, Teddy,
1: yeah.
4: North of the yeah, yeah north know, of the border with episode, the crazy chick. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Fubu episodes. Fantastic. Yeah, and then yeah. It ended on crabs
1: right. in a barrel where they're getting on the plane and you know, yes. Clark yes. County is there and the, the the gun. He had to do the real quick switch up with the gun. <laughs> I'm like, and Barbershop was season two. I forgot about
4: Barbershop. No, Didn't no, they? uh no. was, How we forget uh, Bibby, dude? Yeah,
2: season
4: two when they baby. introduced uh, Tracy? Yes, yes. because
2: <laughs> yeah, yes. oh, see, see, that's
3: that right there, dude. And then they got back
4: in the car. That's
3: what I'm
2: saying. He's said like, man, stop playing with me, man. Stop playing with me. Oh.
1: He said, man, pull the car over so I can fight this nigga.
2: <laughs> He's like, this this gun from 1800s ain't got no bullets in it. <laughs> we all know a Tracy. I think that's what so irritating. <laughs> yeah, we we right. all
4: know a Tracy dude oh my
1: goodness yeah I, oh, i'm gonna go yeah I'm a go I, I got to, yeah,
4: that's my you're favorite real right. talk
1: to, yeah real talk four and one are kind of a tie to me four one are kind of a tie to me three i really like three man it was like three just took me on a journey where it did yeah i'm like man i'm really enjoying this like the, the van episode where she was talking with the accent beat niggas with a with a baguette um <laughs> the final scene a whole girl got in on the uh she got in on the gig with the with the dude i know and like
2: she was just peeing he was like <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's trying to stop him <laughs> and, and it just cuts out i was dying i'm like you oh can
1: my. tell she was man she was so relaxed like he just he was drowning
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man.
1: But yeah, season three, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, weren't so high on season three, but, you know,
4: I it was, was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. It, it, and it, Like you said, it took you for a ride. It, and the thing that made season three production wise so fantastic is that they could tell you a story that meant something without the cast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. think think about how deep that is for a second. you're really putting your your whole backside on the line for that type of artistic form because people like who's gonna sit there and risk that? Because folks is like, I came to see this, but instead you throwing all this, you know, racism and social, you know, socialism and politics in my face. Oh, and now they back, and now you are throwing it back in my face. Oh, now they back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Trini like,
4: yeah. to the bone. Yeah. Trini uh-huh. to the man. Come on, man to the bone. And three slaps. That was and based on a true story. Right. Well, right they so.
1: said
2: that Uh, synap- I've seen some synapses in season three. A lot of people felt like it was catered more to the non-PLC audience to help them understand the black strife and struggle. And I was like, okay, maybe this is why you had certain. It felt a lot more politically laced and racially tension in season three to
1: me for some reason. No, I, no, I, I do think I agree that it was its most heavy-handed season. Yeah, it was. You, you know, thematically, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that it was geared toward, you know, non, you know, non pe- people, non people of color, per se. I, I, I mean, do. like I do because why? Because the they were in Europe.
4: Seen... Like I, I don't know. No, I, I just no, didn't no. see the connection. The, the, the subject matter, and the lack of people of color, overlapped. mm Hmm. At the same time, which is not something they did in season one and two, and they deliberately, on some of those episodes, didn't have the cast. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they forced you to pay attention to the story instead of, hey, what's Darius up to? You know what I'm saying? What's Earn up to? couldn't answer ask those questions.
2: Yeah, think about that episode. Mm-hmm. Um what it was Trinity to the Bone, the one where yeah. it was the nanny you didn't yeah, see. Yeah,
4: the nanny died. The
1: cast, yep. Yeah. And,
4: and the reparations episode. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The big payback. So yep. that, like and, and it was like certain things, it's like they will they did deliberately put it in your face. And mm-hmm. it's like, man, if y'all get this wrong, you ain't getting a season four.
2: Or the Rich Wigger, Poe Wigger episode,
4: Black and White. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it was, it was, it was dope, man, like, like, to me, season three was Atlanta setting itself apart from other TV shows like Dave, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it gets, it gets compared to Dave a lot, or it did in the beginning stages, I'll say that and I never, those comparisons how? always made me uncomfortable. I'm tra- I don't
2: either. I'm like, how? Because they're
1: both, Dave? They're, they both have dry humor. They're both about a rapper, an up-and-coming rapper, but that's pretty much where the similarities end.
4: Girl, comparing um. Dave to Atlantis is like comparing Star Trek to Star Wars. Do you know what they have in common? The word star. Yeah. That's, that's
2: it. That's it. One is war, one is about peace. Well, to me, it was more <laughs> like, it
1: was more like comparing Darkwing Duck to Batman animated series.
2: There you go. There, you, yeah.
4: That's that's that it. much in common? Dave and, and Atlanta have that much in common.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I may only I've only seen maybe two episodes of that show, so I couldn't really tell the, you the
4: it. episodes that I saw. The, here, here's the issue that I have with Dave, which is why I couldn't keep moving forward with it. The episodes that I did see, it's like everything is about him. Hence the name. It didn't feel like an ensemble cast. Mm -hmm. And that meant that he was the protagonist that had to keep moving everything forward. Gotcha. And in Atlanta, that's not the case. Yeah. Because it's an ensemble cast. You know everybody has their own stuff going on and they constantly told you that now I, I think that they should have had more character development and that's why I appreciate season 4 when we finally found out why Earn left Princeton and, that, <laughs> and, and where did he do it where did he do it with his therapist because black folks need to go to therapy
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man but that was just so petty I was like yeah, hence the
4: rough. theme of the night message Bruh, that when they finally, finally told us that, I was like, wow. I, 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 because me personally, I relate to Earn, especially in season one, because he just was in a, such a fish out of water situation. He's trying to force something to work his way, and, and Paperboy wasn't having it. You know what I'm saying? So when we finally get to, to this, and then they want to sit back and have him show up, and it's like, oh snap, this is deep, you know. So I, I wish Van could have had more character development outside of being a baby mama, and I wish Darius could have had more character development before we got to some of the last episodes.
1: I was actually fine with her character development because you 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 do see it earlier in the series, like especially that 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 episode in season two where they went to the whole like with like Oktoberfest type type thing. And you yeah. kind of started to see like dang like Ern is kind of a jerk. Like he's yeah. kind of yeah. not doing her very well. And like you know, and she eventually does have enough. And um you saw some more development with her with the Mr. Chocolate episode too. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: oh my God. <laughs>
1: but, but what I what I like about seasons three and four of Atlanta was that with these with these side episodes that just revolve around one character that's kind of how it goes in real life in real life groups of friends don't roll around all the time as groups of friends right. they separate yeah. and then they, they get into back. their own right. adventures and then eventually they come back together at some point right and i thought the show really reflected that well how true friendships work as opposed to Sorry. the hollywood trope of you know always Y'all friends always door. yeah Yeah. rolling together Uh you know in a a big group like that so i appreciated that too because to me that it it made the show feel more real to me and more grounded um real quick going back to season four i'm sorry again season four finale or the series finale laugh out loud moments when the kid was eating a popeye's (laughs) Oh yeah! When a group of kids eating the Popeyes, and it's so good. To one kid, he has to put his book back down and like hop up <laughs> the ground. I was rolling when I saw that because I'm like, that's something my son would do.
2: But you know what? It what was funnier was the guy as he was doing that. Said it's just fed back to you, buttered and fried, and it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just just kind of just, just a negative
3: so like, tree. okay,
4: heavy with it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, 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 I want to get on DeMarcus's speech because I felt that that was a, a very important highlight of that episode. Um, uh, real quick, the other laugh out m- loud moment was um, the old friend of Darius's that he got there.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. He
1: gave him a lift to wherever and then she was like drunk and then like the cop asked her like how many episodes of Phone Boys from Outer Space? She was really? like, what?
3: <laughs> She's like, what? Duh.
1: And then she grabs his gun, and they take off. And
4: it's like she hits a biker. I'm
2: like, man, what is going on? Every
4: time I see that episode, how do I always forget she run into the biker? It, it shocks me every it time. Does. It does. Like I watched that episode like three times, and I started thinking to myself, like, wait a minute, am I high? Like I'm, lucky. <laughs> I'm like, I just watched this the other day. I'm watching it again, and then it's like, boom! Oh. I'm like, oh and i forget every time like it was so much going on it was so much going on he had held the gun up out of nowhere it like ah i
2: oh, know <laughs> and that's what i said that part where he was like you know him coming up in 30 minutes <laughs> 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 it was like and he woke up again i was like oh my god oh, so much like inception he just keeps
4: but you uh-huh. know what that what that reminded me of? Because I was like, Man, this is the last episode. Remember in Trinity to the Bone when they was fighting at the, the funeral?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: And the the Jamaican dude said, This is how we are, this is how we act when we sad. And you know how you'll go to a wake or repast or whatever? And people will be telling all the funny stories. About the person that's gone. That's what the last episode reminded me of, because it's like they knew we was gonna be sad about it. People that's been fans, been keeping up the whole time, but they made us laugh, even though they knew they were gone. And that's what it felt like. Like this is what we do when we're sad. We make ourselves laugh. I I took
1: it differently, Um, honestly. Like I took it as like a broader. Commentary on like just black people, period. Like when you see us acting out in a certain way in our communities, it's because of despair. That's that's what I took from it.
4: <clears throat> no, I I am saying that's what I'm saying too. I'm saying we are sad, and when we're sad, <clears throat> we do things like you said. You act out, and, so, and a lot of times when you're in a controlled environment, Use you laugh. You can you can laugh. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not in a controlled environment, like you said. When you see people act out, those are individuals that they don't they don't know what to do with this feeling.
2: Yeah,
4: right. You know what I mean. So, um, but I mean, and that's, a, that's cool. a good viewpoint. I I, I I agree with that too.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's just what I took from it. Oh, and and shout out to Cree Summer, man. Like it was great yeah. seeing her. Yeah, again. man. Man, she's yeah. still beautiful at 53 years old. Like,
4: yes,
2: yes i was like is that
4: who i think it is i was always rooting for freddie in a different world for everything
1: man me too too. freddie ride or die (laughs) yeah it's like it's like jaleesa was was dope too but yeah freddie freddie was my girl i I didn't i I didn't like i I never liked whitley no Mm, who did i never liked whitley i'm like why is the show revolving around her but whatever um (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, shout out to Cree Summer, man. She's she's like I said, she's still beautiful. Now, the the speech that DeMarcus gave in the in the Black Sushi restaurant. Yeah. I felt that was a layered kind of middle finger. It is. <laughs> Donald yeah. Glover was giving to the people who have criticized the show mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Um when he was talking about the kids Courtney you commented on this he said that's our future salted battered and being sold back to us in our own image and his whole speech (laughs) he was was talking about like after the Queen and Slim premiere like we were hopped up on black nationalism and it was packed and but then all the the Yelp reviews came in and everybody said the same thing (laughs) this nigga serving poison fish (laughs) (laughs) And like he's like, you know, watch out for them Chicago niggas, watch out for them New York niggas. They try to get a lick. And it's like, he he was right. Like, he's he was speaking on the distrust black audiences have Mm -hmm. with black art and black artists. And sometimes we we distrust black artists doing something that we'll accept from white artists. Yep. You know, when black artists like Donald Glover, it's like, man, why are you doing something different? Like. What's what's going on with season three? Oh man, this is for white people. Like, like Atlanta then fell off, you know. And I think Donald Glover was kind of sending an F you to to like that particular crowd.
4: Yeah, Um, I agree. And I thought the same thing. like Oh, uh -oh. (laughs) he he talking to somebody. He not talking to me. Right. Talking to somebody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he
1: he was kind of saying the quiet part loud. But
4: right, that's that's what it is. Yeah
1: you know when it when it comes to the whole like black sushi restaurant versus the popeyes you know <laughs> it, it's 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 funny because he he was basically saying that like we need to be more adventurous with our you know with our with our preferences and we we have to we have to demand more challenging black art you know sometimes we just got to eat the blowfish you know and be more adventurous because yeah you you might you know it might get screwed up along the way But at the end of the day it'll widen your palette And expose you to more things and, and, and broaden your horizons As opposed to just running a Popeye's All the time Um You know
4: what that was Remember Hey Ya Yeah Remember Andre 3000's line Y'all don't hear me y'all just wanna dance Yeah Like if you if you read the lyrics and take out a song Hey Ya is a really sad song It is it's a really sad song, and that's what that line reminded me of. It reminded me of that type of anger, like we trying to bring something to you that that's Afrofuturism, you know, that's, that may be Afro you know supernatural, you know, we we trying to take it to another place, and it's a segment of y'all that don't want us to do it. So, F. you yeah, please I- go to hell. You know, that's 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 what it that's what it felt like in that speech. Like y'all don't y'all y'all just want us to do the the minstrel show all the time. And we trying to do something deeper than that. And y'all not you ain't appreciating it.
1: Right. He he was talking about authenticity, you know, because the whole the whole experience to 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 Al and Earn and Van, it was whack to them. But everything that they were kind of not liking about the experience was, you know, spoke to its authenticity. And I, I feel that like. You know, we kind of got to give our black artist room experiment and grow and even fail you know and I, I i think he was just trying to say we need to demand more out of black art and, and sometimes that's hard to do because you know when it comes to criticizing black art black movies and films and stuff it's like they don't get made in in the value at the value that white movies get made in so sometimes we do kind of neglect to criticize certain black art and black artists because it's like man you know we want more of it and no this ain't perfect maybe this is Popeyes but you know there's no safe space for us to really
4: criticize it Mm -hmm. right because sometimes you don't you don't want to be the person that's going up against somebody that's black because you want them to get a get their time to shine but if you have experience in that area you may want to actually say this is kind of whack you know, yeah. so you feel like your hands are tied
2: I don't yeah. know man I, I kind of felt uh, I was somewhere in the middle because I kind of felt like Al because you get this irritation <laughs> because I think you want to give people a chance but then it's like it's it's constantly this cliche of just accepting whatever's presented instead of what you want sometimes you may want the quality like he coming in is an old blockbuster it's like oh, okay so you go in he got to go to another place, Rainbow, with a key to go to the bathroom. Like, come on Dad. like they got hair products, candy, and stuff that you're able to take down from the Blockbuster Register, and it's, but you want to serve this fine cuisine and then tell me how I'm not accepting black art. I mean, I, I got both of, both of those lessons, but it's like, right. don't push something in front of me and tell me to accept it when I could just easily get the trash Popeyes. At least I know it's gonna be good. <laughs>
3: right, right. So
2: that was Al's point. So I mean, I see both sides of the story. Oh but... yeah,
4: yeah.
1: I, I do too, cause uh, uh, cause the most triumphant part of the episode was when they're making the getaway and they got the Popeyes under the, <laughs> the, <of> the car, <laughs> and it's like you can see them biting into it, and it's like, oh man, like some sometimes you do just want some Popeyes, you know? And with with black people like. You know, living every day is an adventure when it shouldn't be. Walking down the street can be, no, you know, yeah, an unintended bad. adventure for you. So, it's like, when it comes to our food, we want something that's familiar. We, we we want something that's comforting. And we don't want to have to go through an adventure, you know, with our food. Yeah. You know, and I, I, yeah. I kind of got that point, too. You know, um, and when it comes to, to, to criticizing Black artists, like, I... I analyze it more than I criticize it, or, or, and that's mainly because like I don't feel like I have a, a you know, a safe space to do it, with the exception of hip hop, because with hip hop, hip hop is already dominated by black people, so me saying a nigga is whack is not gonna affect what the right. next, you know, three, you know, uh, running the mill rappers are gonna do. But when it comes to film and stuff, it's like. You want to see more black representation and more black art being mass produced, but at the same time, you want more challenging black art too. Not to say it's not getting made, but it's not getting it's not getting highlighted like it like
4: it should. Um, and I think part of that, t- to be fair, I think part of the comfortability of it to criticize a certain medium also comes in when you criticize all the medium. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Courtney in the same Facebook group, and people in the Facebook group was talking about Shutter Island. That was one of the first people to be like, that movie is whack, and it's stupid. Everybody's like, ah, 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 like, no, no. If you understand the movie tropes, and you understand how they show psychology through film, they told you in the first 10 minutes, dude was crazy they told you in the first 10 minutes so it's one of those things where like ain't no black people in this movie not for the most part they're not they not the star but if you're sitting back and you're used to criticizing that medium then you still feel you feel comfortable criticizing black movies in that medium mm-hmm. like I, I don't listen to enough rap music for me to really be like hey this was wacky this was not i can say what i enjoyed but I can't break it down to the music and the production and the lyricism and, and the beats and, and all that type of stuff. I, I could just say what I enjoyed and what I didn't. But I can tell you I watch a lot of movies. I can tell you I went to school for a lot of that stuff. And I've been doing this for like 30 something years. If something stinks, I'm gonna say it stink. Because I've been criticizing this stuff and wrote articles on this stuff and had projects in school for this stuff and got paid for this stuff. So I'm like, nah, I think my opinion is valid i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it in this little facebook group
1: do do people hit you with the oh you just didn't understand it
4: <laughs> not after i break it down okay okay <laughs> you know but yeah they, they, a lot of times people hit you with these, you didn't understand it but it's one of those things where it's like like remember remember the conversation we had about nope yeah and how yeah. <laughs> how subliminal nope was and the average person was just thinking, okay, I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna expect this. And that's one thing I didn't understand why people was going in expecting it to be some type of like action movie. And that's not- I, I didn't it. understand that. I either. didn't understand that. That's not what <laughs> Jordan Peele even does. No. Nope. Never has. Like, why would you go in with that interpretation? But anyway, people went in with an expectation of X and the movie was Y. And it's mm-hmm. like, why did you, why did you think that? You know what I'm saying? So, so now you have a false presentation based off your expectations, with well, his his history has shown you what he produces. Mm-hmm. So that's <clears all throat> cool. it ain't. Oh, I didn't understand it. No, you were wrong. That's all. You know, it, you you went in expecting one thing and got something else, which is what he's been providing. It's like going to going to McDonald's and then asking for like uh mac mac and cheese or you know a filet mignon or something like you went to mcdonald's they've been serving the same trash for the last 60 70 (laughs) years what are you talking about
1: yeah you know well that's that's the thing like that's that's why i brought up the dave comparison because you know donald glover kind of hit the nail on the head when he was asked about the comparisons from his show you know in in atlanta and he was saying that i'll read the quote he says uh I think in entertainment or art, it's important to know the difference between things, Uh, entertainment or art rather. He said, Anthony Bourdain wasn't pretentious, but he definitely knew the difference between a dry aged Wagyu and a smash burger. Neither is better or worse than the other. They're just different experiences. And I wouldn't want to have either every day, but I would never confuse the two. I expect the same of my audience. And I thought that was a really good retort to the to the comparisons because, yeah, there mm-hmm. art is more inspired or art is almost always inspired, whereas entertainment yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be inspired by in. anything, yeah. you know, and, you know, the all the messages in DeMarcus's speech, I think, was, you know, exemplified that that we, you know, we're just black audiences are just used to criticizing um challenging black things or or experiences that we're not used to having and because we're just not used to that authenticity and that cultural expansion and a lot of times it'll lead to an if we just do it like it'll lead to an experience that man we didn't even know we wanted that experience you know jamil do do you have a hard time critiquing black art black films and stuff like that um you mean like publicly yes (sighs) With the ex- no, I'm excluding music. I'm excluding music. I, not really.
0: Um, I don't really get into like the huge like online discussions just because I don't traffic in that space very often anymore. But just as far as, you know, critiquing something, I don't have any problem, you know, giving my opinion on something. And um, I do. I guess I don't I don't fear it because I don't feel like my voice is enough to sway the powers to be like if I'm saying that yo, this is whack, then that's gonna deny the opportunity to someone else. Um, what I am cautious of doing though, especially in the in you know, the space that I find myself a lot of times, if I'm the only black person or the only person of color and we're just you know the discussion is about a piece of art that i know is whack but i hear all these proud boys saying that it's whack um but not you know expressing any any real opinion about it or any valid opinion about it being trash it's just like yo know, clearly your comments are are making it very apparent that the only issue that you have with this thing is that is it is a black project in that space, I might be less inclined to critique something. Even if I choose not to defend it, I would not in that uh, in that space give my opinion about something that I thought to be trash. I would just kind of, you know, shine a mirror on the comments that I was hearing. But otherwise, if it's trash, it's trash. Like that show on NBC Grand Crew, I tried. I really did because we needed new black sitcom, but that was awful.
1: Yeah, I'm not even familiar with it. Don't
0: worry
4: and about I, it. Uh, and I, I right, exactly. Don't worry <laughs> <about>. <laughs> it. was awful. <laughs> yeah. And, and some stuff, going back to Courtney's comment, some stuff is like Ah, I think y'all got an agenda here to make it seem like, oh, we gave these black shows a try. And it's like 100. y'all yes. picked some of the the mid the most mid black shows yes. that y'all knew oh. wasn't gonna be funny to us. And you knew the jokes you was telling wasn't going to be funny to to uh, a white audience either. And then when they get canceled after half a season, it's like, oh, don't but we gave it a shot. Oh, but y'all didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Bruh, don't don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Right. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Low key, man.
1: that was the plot in uh, the movie Bamboozled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to make a show that's so offensive. Like, it's going to fail. You know, yeah, it backfired. Yeah. <laughs> you know but yeah I, I, I shout outs to the show man for for you know ending on its own terms and you know even allowing us to have these these types of discussions and <clears throat> you know i just hope we see more you know more more challenging black art out there you know and I, you, you know it's being made but yeah it's just it's just not getting the spotlight on it you know as, as much as we would like and um I also did not (laughs) I forgot to comment on the light-skinned episode (laughs) in in season four which is also one of my favorites uh, because the family dysfunction there was just so
2: but it's so real life though yeah I was gonna say (laughs) it's so true life it was
1: like the dysfunction there it's like calling all the people and then having them call somebody else and and, and <laughs> hook, hook hook the line in. It's like, man, this is this That's is so familiar. It's uncomfortable for me. Yeah, you can't kidnap your
4: you. own dad. It was definitely uncomfortable.
2: As we said, just got kid in the word. <laughs> 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 oh God, just seeing Cat Williams was just hilarious. Every time he was on screen, I was like, oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, he was, he was probably my favorite uh side character in the series <laughs> today. The only guy two appearances, but yeah, he was he was hilarious. But um yeah, man. Yeah, sh- shout out to the show, man. Like um I'm sorry. I'm I might I might go through my notes seeing if I forgot anything, but yeah, like I can appreciate the sushi, but I could also appreciate the Popeyes, too. Like I like shows like Martin and stuff. Yeah. but i do appreciate the other experiences too that you know we don't get so often and i i think that's what this show was and you know i man i i just hope we get more of this type of stuff like but i just had an uneasy feeling that we won't
2: i mean no, i think it's, it's, i disagree
4: i think we will think
2: you get you get it it's getting there i mean we still got jordan peele doing a lot with his movies and i'm i'm um i cannot think of her name um Quinta who's on Abbott Elementary. Oh, I really like Yeah, yeah. I really uh, like that show is
4: is kinda refreshing.
2: Nice yeah, it's a nice yeah. little take. It's funny. I mean I, I think we get there. We're getting there.
4: Yeah. No, I, I think we're gonna see more. The I think the issue that we've had uh uh this might be a controversial take, but I think because of black people being repressed and people of color being repressed, we know in our community We have plenty of people that's talented and plenty of people that could do this TV show and do this movie and do blah 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 but we either haven't had the resources or folks have been locked out. So it's going to take somebody like Donald Glover, I mean this dude does everything. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take somebody like Jordan Peele and that's always been typical for us. It's going to take somebody of an extraordinary uber strength of (coughs) skill and talent to break through but I think we will start seeing more and more of those type of people because they got more and more access now you know what I'm saying
0: for sure I think the talent ain't even enough though quite honestly and those two examples that you gave I think really embody that because both Donald Glover and Jordan Peele are immensely talented but they're also quite palatable to white audiences and I think that is it is, because
2: they got white women.
3: No, <laughs>
0: I'm I'm certain that that isn't. <laughs> it isn't harmful, or I, or I, I would I would say that it's related. I think the same things that endear them to a white audience probably endears them to white partners.
4: And I think I think the the casting for Atlanta was fantastic too. Amazing, because,
0: uh, amazing.
4: Ian sent me an article, and I didn't know that Brian Tyree Henry got a master's degree from Yale in drama. Right, right. Like, like my man know what he's doing. And I was thinking to myself, because colorism or internal bias of of my own own race, like he looks like he would not be the person that he is. But everything I see him in, I like him in. It.
0: He's been he's, he's he's top notch.
4: Every everything I see him in, I like him in it. Even when he mm-hmm. had like a two bit role. Like he was in what was that, Godzilla vs. Kong or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in uh you know, Eternals, he was in um, he got some movie with you know uh they talk about Oscar Buzz, Oscar performance with him and was what's that face? Katniss Everdeen. The girl. Mm-hmm. Uh Jennifer, uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um and and like I said for Atlanta, even me even was talking about Atlanta. He's the most layered character in every single season.
2: Man, I, I've already said time and time again. I'm constant joking on my husband. I said Al is you. I mean this this nigga just cannot get ahead. I don't care what. It's like he gets these moments of joy, and it's like he <laughs> you see him elevate and then out of nowhere like you know a tractor falls on him like dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just. My
0: man was just trying to get a soft pretzel, and somebody, might try to kill him in the
1: mall. You
2: know, right. like, and that wasn't even the crank that killer. It wasn't even the right. person. It's just
0: a random high school person
1: I love the reveal yeah, the where he's like, he's like, school. "What y'all do today? i read to a nigga from high school." It's like, like I had beef with. He's like, "How's he? Well, how was he? I think that nigga still <laughs> mad, man. I guess he's still mad." <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that's an understatement. <laughs> right? It's
2: just it's just like and then he's a the type where he just won't come out and say it. I'm like, why don't you just? Instead, of, he always does this to himself, especially that barbershop uh scene that 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 episode. He just that. said nothing. He just kept going. <laughs> like, why don't you say
4: something? <laughs> and, and that and that imbi- that's so many black men that just won't For open sure up their feelings. Just- it's not safe to. It's it's not safe.
1: It's well, just, but what was what was beautiful safe. about about that episode was the one where after the tractor fell on him, like the end, like the very end scene where he finally catches up with Earn, because Earn is calling him the whole episode. Right, right. And then he finally has a conversation with him, and that just brightened up his old his, his, his whole day. Right. You know. Um. I thought but that was great.
4: Noticed even then. He didn't still fully open up to Earn. But he that, to me, seemed authentic.
1: Yeah, yeah he didn't.
4: But he kind of didn't have to. He didn't have to. Exactly. He didn't have to. Which well,
0: has did, an but... authenticity of his own.
4: Right. Right. Exactly. Mm. Exactly.
2: So, Especially when, like, after he dragged himself in the house and he had talked to her. he was talking to, he was like, yeah, man, uh, I need to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: can
2: I call you back, like, He He just
3: gonna through it.
2: Just the same tone after killing this man. (laughs) Oh, with this this of this iron. Oh, my goodness. I said, this man just cannot catch a break. But it was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I was just laughing. He just dealing with this Confederate fag in the background. This dude.
3: (laughs) Just... (laughs) Oh Me man and Ian
4: had a conversation like I think they gonna kill this dude before the season is over, like I think they gonna kill him and it was like nah that's not how it ended. You know, it was just so much stuff was just going like you said, man, I was just going through the ringer, man. So I, I don't know what was gonna happen to this dude. But I was cracking up, man. I was cracking up. <laughs> but in the end of season four, man, I was easily my favorite character, easily. Oh yeah, oh that yeah. Was, I, that was I... some of the best casting, man. That was that was just dead on the money for the four of them. I I could not see. I knew like we earned when he was in jail. It's like, nigga, stop being weird. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> my <laughs> like, my nigga, that's a man. <laughs> like in community, a stand up. That's exactly how it's like he's that weird dude, you know. So, like Darius, and then you see Lakeith and other stuff, and it's like, oh, they coming back to Atlanta still, you know. So, they really dedicated to the project, you know. Yeah. After they, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Zazzy Beats has been in Daredevil and she's been, you know, up movies and shows and come back to this, and it's like, oh man, they actually making this happen, you know so man, that, that just that just really felt good that just really felt good that they can they can always come back to it and get it done
1: you know? yeah 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 they were dedicated to the vision and they you know in tune with what the audience wanted to see i believe and you know gave us gave us a proper you know a proper conclusion like you know, I, yeah i yeah i, I loved it man it's, it's it's definitely on the a-list to me on that, that a-list pantheon of like tv shows like it's up there with like the wire and um you know whatever other show you want to put up there I'm, I'm i'm not into like game of thrones and all of that but i i, th- I do think it's on that upper the a-list pantheon now oh, yeah, um
4: yeah definitely
1: and uh la- <laughs> lastly uh the the y'all y'all were talking about the ban episode like like that that cereal commercial with the wolf
2: <laughs> <laughs> like who did that wolf's voice like, he was hilarious
3: <laughs> nigga i could be eating these kids <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right all right
1: Um, Anything y'all wanted to say in in closing on the show uh, before you move on to the next uh, topic?
4: Oh, um, for me, because I think this show transcended so many genres, I think that's what made the show special. Because if you were somebody that was black, you could watch the show and laugh. If you were somebody that wasn't, still relate to their, their friendship their familial settings if you wanted to just understand more about the culture you know what i mean you, you could you can watch it from that aspect of it you know how different cultures within the black community collide because I was a gangster I was a drug dealer but earn wasn't earn it just came left princeton so it's like okay this how, how y'all gonna do this i couple things you know um, just when they said Twin Peaks with rappers they meant it they literally meant it you know as far as the description of you know how Donald Glover described the show and they went there and it's like like wow did y'all y'all actually did it successfully I didn't think they was going to be able to pull it off which is why I didn't watch the first season when it first came out You know. oh really <clears throat> no I didn't start watching until what the middle of the second season Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's the same. It's the same for me. Um, I, when it first came out, I watched the first two episodes. And then, for whatever reason, like usually it takes me a few episodes to kind of get into stuff. I was like, eh, you know. And then by the time the second season started again, I started hearing some buzz. I'm like, all right, let me try to go back and rewatch this. So, yeah, I'm glad I stuck with it.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And plus, Netflix did spoiled spoil me because, you know, you get to binge stuff. I ain't got to wait, 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 wait. You know so like i said when uh i finally was like man let me go ahead and check this out and i watched the first episode okay okay cool and then when they had the invisible car the
0: invisible they car got me. they got me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> i had to rewind that joint like wait a minute because it was breaking stereotypes in my own mind of what i was expecting from the show yeah and when they had the invisible car i was like Oh, this is not
2: based in reality. Yeah, it's like
4: you, you know what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's right. so I'm the like fun,
0: fun house I, mirror. I, I
1: didn't I didn't see it as so much not being based in reality. It's so much it was just being super super hyperbolic and surreal, and like illustrating the lengths people go to to impress other fo- folks. It's like what's the utility in having an invisible car? There is none. But if it's a status symbol, people will
4: people will buy one right i I get that but like i said from from my perspective from from what you taught in school of what to expect and the tropes that's used in order to create something it forced me to break walls in my mind about what to expect and that was fantastic for me because i hate being right i want you to surprise me at the end and when i get into the the first couple of episodes and they surprise me at the beginning it breaks all the walls it breaks everything down it helps me open my mind to like man these people are really going in on the creativity and and what they want black people to appear in you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and that 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 was a fantastic feeling
1: yeah. You know? Yeah. Real quick, Courtney, do you have a conspiracy theory as many do about the scene with Ern and Darius trying to get the shoes?
2: <laughs> I you know, of course I've I've seen all those tropes and everything, like they're trying to push the you know, the agenda and everything and make it you gotta put some time I mean I don't know. I just, I don't think it was put in there necessarily (laughs) for a shock factor. Surprisingly enough, when that say came, I was like, I know these niggas is not about to kiss. But watching it, I was just like, okay, so I feel like it was pushed on purpose for the uneasy feeling that you get simply to say that. Yep. Y'all are gonna do whatever it is to get these shoes? Like, <laughs> I need these shoes. Like, just y'all. Why are we having a conversation about this? Like, no, the shoes not. The- but people will do these lifts. Just, to- I think that was the whole point of that scene yeah. was to create yeah. the uneasiness. Yes. Like, absolutely.
1: And and, and, and it, it was yeah illustrating the point. It's like sometimes we do things for the bag or whatever that we really should not have to do that we should be more uncomfortable with. And you know, I, I thought that was some matter commentary too much like with the Demarcus speech um you know cause Darius is with it cause my, my, my wife was like man but you make out with one of your friends for, for a pair of shoes and I was like it depends on the shoes and it depends on the friend." <laughs> the
0: same thing I said <laughs> it was like, I
3: said the same thing like, and then, then the dude said the
0: $10,000 a piece I'm like yo I know who I am like,
1: <laughs> hey, my, my masculinity would not feel threatened, but the way the dude is, is like turning up the Casey and JoJo. That, I'm damn, bro, I lost it.
2: Oh, no, especially if I ask a question like, how long? Is this like two seconds or two minutes? You know, tongue? Ugh, like, why are we having this discussion?
0: Eight, eight minutes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh
1: man, but yeah, yeah, love the show, man. Love the show. Um, and they also killed Tupac
3: again, so <laughs> it's like, I was like, Man, what is this? <laughs> he killed his nigga,
2: like, I said, Come with me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, what just witnessed the whole murder right here?
1: Oh man, all right, all right, I decided to keep. The, the the Atlanta theme going for this week's album Face Off. <coughs> um, this week for album face off, I decided to put uh the debut albums of two of Atlanta's finest hip-hop acts against each other. We have Southern of Cadillac Music by Outcast, going up against Soul Food by Goody Mob. Um, now Southern Playlist Cadillac Music was of course their debut released april 26 1994 on the face records produced by organized noise and clocking in at 17 tracks in 64 minutes and the Goody mob was also their debut released uh november 7 1995 on the face records also produced entirely by organized noise and clocking in at 19 tracks in 61 minutes so between these two albums, uh, I'll give it up to y'all. Between these two albums, which one were you feeling more, and why?
4: I'm gonna I'm kick it off. I'm super biased on Outcast, and <laughs> I, I think I've said that in previous shows. When I was trying to listen to the Goodie Mob album, it sounded like they were saying the same thing over and over again, as far as being in the streets and getting shot at, and it's like, man, y'all kind of one noting it for me. You know and then the beats i mean of course they they old beats but they were they were how can i put it it's almost like they were too mellow like they they may have been bass heavy but they they felt they felt high like like you like when we see darius high and he's kind of like chill it just felt like this is a really chill beat and a low-key beat but you're talking about something that's deep to you, then you mm. need to, I need to feel what you feel. And the beat wasn't, the beats wasn't conveying that for me.
2: Well, I'm on the other side of that. I like that high effect feeling. So <laughs> for me, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the soul food. Well, that's the one I would have to pick. I do love Outcasts. Obviously i I'm, I'm very biased to them as well, but I mean, if I got to go by with both, I just, I love the vibe of Goody Mob's uh, album I just I don't know it it just it had a a, a laid back feel to it and I like that
4: I like that a lot it it really (laughs) did I I agree it it definitely had a laid back feel some of the stuff they was talking about I feel like I should be I should be kind of hyped for you you know what I'm saying like like you're making a, a, a speech about suffering in your neighborhood but you're doing it while you're in the basement smoking weed and it don't matter instead of having me feel like you on the soapbox trying to trying to yell to the community that something needs to change but the lyrics are saying you're on the soapbox but the beat is saying you're in the basement <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying that's, 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 and it's like I, but I didn't get that conflict from OutKast I, like I
2: don't I, I don't mind my serial killer whispering to me that's fine
4: the outcast like when they was ready for you to jump they they, they, they brought the beat with it you know so that's that's how i felt
1: okay okay so we got one for the outcast one for the goodie mob i like it uh jamil man who you got in this album face off
0: um all i could think about was how much I miss organized noise from listening to these two, <laughs> these two, uh, albums back to back, which surprisingly I've never done before. Um, it was, it was definitely an incredible listen. And I, I kind of feel what Marcellus was talking about as far as mm-hmm. electronically like, having really laid back and kind of less bombastic production on the soul food and where the, um, southern playalistic like it's got a lot of um a lot of like p-funk influence to
3: it Mm -hmm. yeah it does
0: which made sense right it was 1994 and the west coast g-funk was was all the rage so um you know for Outcast to drop that as a debut or for you know organized noise to take take their cue from that um with that production and What's crazy is even back then, with them being so young and and still so uh, so raw, like the talent just bleeds through, man. Like both Big Boy and Dre were, even though they haven't fully found their voices yet, like just incredible with the pen, man. Um, classic material and soul food. It, it, it had a it, it had a similar situation. Um, you know, although having more voices can kind of give you a cacophony sometimes of sound and, and it can get disjointed. That wasn't the case with Soul Food at all, like they had a, a vision that they wanted to execute. Um, I think, although their sound was very laid back, I don't think it took away from the lyrics at all, quite honestly because yes there, there were a lot of street tales but the perspective from the group was not so much to glorify the streets it was like yeah we were in the streets but we kind of didn't have a choice right we didn't really have opportunities right. and what I do appreciate about Soul Food was um, you don't tend to think of southern rappers as like these thoughtful MC's especially when they come with you know the the, the type of accent that, that that come out of Atlanta and particularly at that at that time and it's, it's kind of funny to me that Dre was the one that said the South got something to say when it, in reality it was Goody Mob in this case that had something to say if you asked me this question in 1995 I would have gone with Outkast but as an adult I had to rock for the soul food on this one man like it was uh, both sonically and lyrically. I'm gonna give it a hair above it just because the content of Soul Food, I think, was a, a was a little a little more mature and that 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 fits my uh, sensibilities a little more. Taking nothing away from the Southern Playlist, that's a more fun album, mm-hmm. and it definitely takes you sonically in a couple of different places but yo cell therapy alone is probably one of the dopest books in hip-hop history
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> and i have forgotten how much heat was actually on on so who because i get so locked into a couple of tracks that i um just would always go back to cell therapy being one of them Bro, it's so much heat on this album from back to front thematically i guess it can get a little bit repetitive um but it didn't bother me quite honestly i think it was it was more repetition for emphasis than lack of um material so i'm i'm, I'm giving the the soul food a, a slight edge for being a little bit more grown up than the southern playlist
3: it was
1: okay <clears throat> all right i like it so jamil's ride with the soul food but goody man um man i had a ball listening to these albums and revisiting them like Jamil like I was like man Organized Noise was really in a bag (laughs) like in the 90s Uh, with with both these albums now you know Outkast of course they have the swagger they have the better singles but Goody Mob has the more to me the more consistent and thus better album better by a hair though better by a hair like both of these albums there are some skips on both admittedly but I found the skips on the Outcasts, such as Donkey A, Funky Ride, Claiming True, Deep. To me, they were they, they had more skips, and they were slightly worse than the skips on the Goody Mob. The Goody Mob, the only real skips were Goody Bag, Live at the Omni, and I think Fighting. You
0: and can't I Live at the Omni a skip,
1: huh? Yeah, yeah. I find that one a skip. I find that one a skip. But but I felt the the Goody Mob had the better intro track and the better uh, closing track. Yeah. Um. You know now the high points on Southern Southern playlists of music are very high, and you could one could argue that the best best songs on that album are better than the best songs on Soul Food. But <clears throat> I felt Soul Food mm. is aged better. And it was just, it was just a more consistent album. You know, one of the dudes in Goody Mom, I don't know who it is, maybe Cujo, one of them niggas. Sometimes he can sound like a they taught a caveman to rap. I think y'all know who I'm talking about, but like. Yes. But on certain tracks, it works. Certain tracks, his flow does work. You know, Thought Process, Cell Therapy, The Day After. Oh man, that was a dope closer. Guess Who, about the mothers. The mothers, yeah. Um, the actual track soul food it's just it's just man i think it's just aged a little better you know um but i enjoy both of these albums man i enjoy both of these albums but man i didn't expect it to go this way uh that's that's three to one for goody mob i I did not expect that but um i I have i I have fun with that with the outcast too but the outcast it's like you know that that album to me exists as more of a time capsule than anything, whereas mm-hmm. the Goody Mob has a little bit more replay value. You, know? you mean as
0: a full as a full project as a right right. Like, I'm sorry
1: as yeah as a full project. I got you. Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know and, and it just yeah it's just aged better. Like thematically the stuff that they're rapping about is still you know relevant. You know where you know and Candy Paint. You know that's you know it's fine yeah it's fun it's fun you know but you know the mu- the music on both is good the music on both is good but like, i would give it I, I would give it to soul food by a hair you know because you know after after this album outcast really kicked it into gear and goody mom Absolutely. just could not mm-hmm. they, they did not <laughs> they never and, did catch up after this nope
0: uh-uh like still standing was good but it was not it was they did nothing like soul food.
1: Yeah, it w- yeah, it was nothing like Equimini, which
0: came out the same year. No, nah, nothing is like Equimini, though. Like yeah, <laughs> just even outside <laughs> of their crew, like you're talking one of the best hip hop albums ever.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Top five in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. Including right. the same, uh, including that volume two that dropped the same day. Shout oh, out to Jay fans. <laughs>
1: Of course, it was better than that. <laughs> oh, by far!
0: I just wanted to make sure we had that on record. Every chance I get to talk about that, I'm going to bring it up.
1: I think Volume Two is Jay Z's third worst album. Honestly, man, like I, I don't know, I don't know why it gets so much praise, but yeah. that was
0: his. That was his crossover album. That was the one that that shot him into the stratosphere.
1: Yeah, I, I just. I, I listened to it recently. I was like, I don't get why it's, this was so pop. Well, I do get why it was popular, but I'm like, Man, he's just he's done so much better than this, you know. But whatever.
4: The white people <laughs> album. He had a lot of he had a lot of singles on that age
1: on that uh, album. Yeah. On that album, though, he had a lot yeah. of singles. On that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but none of them aged well. No, they didn't <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I think they all age
0: well in the right setting. I,
1: you are we still talking about Volume Two? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm talking about
4: mm-hmm. you too I'm looking at it now. A lot of these, bro, you
0: radio, could play like all of those singles play, right play. now. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and particularly at clubs. Where the white folks is at?
1: Yep, <laughs> yep, yeah. All my Jay Z. This, was, this opinions was the MTV album. All my Jay Z opinions are unpopular. I mean, I, I get and I give the dude his props. I'm not a Jay Z hater by any means, but like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jay Z. I mean,
4: I like I said same thing. I, I was listening more to Nas at the time
1: right right all right so we're gonna go ahead and cap off this show like we always do with another segment of what you're bumping where i invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all been bumping uh for the past week or so or in this case for the past month and uh whether it be something new old or just something the listeners have not heard yet
3: we got the bump the bump the bump, bump, uh. we got the bump, the bump the bump the bump bump so
1: uh courtney man i'm gonna give you first swing get it past couple of weeks what you've been bumping of note
2: um i'm i'm doing a whole lot more just i tend to do more uh r&b and stuff so i i did it says as New album. I've been listening to her stuff. I did not get a chance to listen to R. Kelly's stuff before it was pulled. So I'm I'm very disappointed at that. I wanted to hear all three of his admitting of how crazy he is. So darn I'm good. for that. <laughs> um I've been doing that. I recently got into this artist. His name is Sam Sparrow. Like he's very much giving As my brother would say, fish hands, but, um, I just, (laughs) it's for a little sparkly. (laughs) It's like just very much on the spectrum.
3: Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's what the album feels
2: like, but I don't know. I'm I'm just feeling it. I I, I feel very empowered. Like I need to put on some heels and throw glitter in the air. I just, you know, (laughs) Sam Sparrow, you
3: said?
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, His last name is spelled S-P-A-R-R-O.
1: Sam
3: spirit. So, okay. He wasn't with him. her, huh? I'm cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how was the scissor?
2: Oh, it's good. I'm I'm really liking her album. She just had like a video that came out for one of her songs. Um just recently, a couple days ago. I didn't even look at it. I didn't get a chance to, but um <clears> yeah, <throat> I like her new albums doing pretty well. Um I got into um listening to a few I don't, I don't know why, but I started getting more into my jazz. I don't know, my father's rubbed off on me, so I've listened to some Miles Davis and stuff, and oh, nice. Listen to some jazz, I'm like, this isn't so bad. I see why he likes this with his cognac, or, or claviers, <laughs> or whatever else, you know, just got my little ice clanging in there. So, yeah, I love that, and I love to wind down a lot on um, Alex Isley a lot. I love her a lot. So,
1: oh, she is dope. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
2: love our stuff. So. That's pretty much what I listen to for the, on the regular. If I just need to wind down and feel like I'm floating on clouds, so you know, <laughs> that was like my my mellow go-tos.
1: Nice, nice, nice. All right, Marcellus, man, it's uh, the past couple of weeks what you've been bumping.
4: Mainly, um, <coughs> Common for some reason. Ooh. Um, been listening to some old Common tracks. I think you know what I what it is. I miss Chicago because I've been over here in Indiana for like 17 years and (laughs) recently since we came from the lockdown uh, I changed positions at work and that meant instead of me staying at home I had to leave the the permanent stay at home crew and do a hybrid thing and now that I've been going downtown to work two days a week out of five I miss Chicago Mm
3: -hmm.
4: so I've been listening to like a lot of common, and you know because i've been down there probably like six weeks now so man I, like then i got locked in on bind it forever listening to that and that's almost like no skip for me and some of the stuff that he was saying and i was like man i completely missed this like 10 years ago you know so um and then uh it, my, my music because i'm not like so I'm, i just kind of go with the flow so then um I saw this thing on uh, Facebook, and it had the breakdown to, you remember uh, Jamiroquai? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that video he did, Virtual, uh, insanity, or virtual, uh, yeah, virtual, virtual insanity. insanity? Yeah, Virtual yeah. Insanity. They had the whole room moving. <laughs> I didn't know the room moved. I thought the floor was moving. Right. they had like it was like 7 minutes of uh, I think I posted it in the group Courtney yeah. yeah how they had they actually built the room to move and they had these locks that to make the furniture move with the walls and then that just made me listen to like Jamiroquad literally for like 2-3 days straight so and I, at one point I had like all those albums so Common and Jamiroquad is what I've been listening to
1: nice nice not a bad combo at all all right jamil man it's the past couple weeks what you've been bumping
0: i had to kind of chuckle to myself uh courtney when you was talking about listening to jazz and specifically miles davis (laughs) because that's what i've been listening to as well um just not not a ton of hip-hop other than um what we had to listen to for the uh uh, for the face-off, but I was looking um the uh, Miles Davis Blue Haze. What was the other one? You think of it. Um, is it called Shade of Blue? Something blue. It was one of his earlier, one of his earlier pieces. Because I was looking for the the vinyl. I hadn't heard that album before, and just kind of randomly picked it up. I'm like, yo, I gotta have this on uh, analog, because I know it's gonna sound better
2: kind of blue yeah that's the kind of blue. album kind of yeah thank that's, you that's the one that's his most favorite one I love that song so what on that album
0: yes indeed yeah,
4: yeah.
2: that's the most um, that's really the most famous one on that album but
0: oh, I famous. think it's gonna be either really easy or really hard to find the vinyl there also was listening to uh, CeeLo Green CeeLo Green is Thomas Callaway. um Let Us See the Wild Card which led me to this dude Corey uh, Corey Henry He was on her album so I was like I'll give him a shot Oh this is just an album he did Called Operation Funk It's it's good but after like The first track I was like this is You know kind of funky Kind of got some bounce to it but this feels familiar Second track Oh I know why this feels familiar Okay cause he kind of got like a Prince Inspired sound third track Oh no this nigga just straight up bit Prince Got it like his
3: entire
0: (laughs) (laughs) is he just basically is is a Prince cover band so I I didn't get through the whole album because I got I got annoyed with that plus me and my son was going for a walk and it got super cold outside so maybe that's why I got irritated too oh I was listening to some hip hop I went back and listened to um, uh, Kendrick the Pimper Butterfly the Westside Gun 10 also, P-Rock returned to the SP-1200 Volume 2.
1: Which was dope. It was dope. I, I didn't like it as much as p Instrumentals 4, but it- it's some tracks on there I messed with. Yeah. It sounded kind of dated to me.
0: I think that was the intent.
1: Yeah, it sounded kind of dated to me. But uh,
4: myself... Oh, oh go quick ahead. Shout- quick shout-out to the Black Panther soundtrack and the score. Cause after seeing the movie when you know when it came out, I was on that for like four or five days straight.
0: Yeah. Cause they, because of that Rihanna song, I, outside of the context of the film, I do not like that song.
4: Gotcha. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That that soundtrack, dude. When you watch the special, how they made that that score? Oh,
0: that for sure. Guy,
4: if that dude don't get another Oscar, we riot.
0: <laughs> Yo, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Coogler is a phenomenal director. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like he has not missed yet, and I don't feel like he's gotten his just due at all.
4: No, he, he's not gonna
0: get it. Not. Oh, he's definitely good. not getting the Oscar for this. I mean, look no, how long no, it
1: took good. for them to uh, to recognize Spike Lee. Yeah. Right.
0: But Spike See, is is Spike an Lee. agitator.
4: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And Ryan Coogler is like, hey, I just like making films, and this right. is how films. I'm not bothering right. nobody. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even going to get into my man getting, getting thrown in the police car trying to take his own money out of the account.
0: Wasn't know? that wild?
4: Bruh. So so I'm like, like Ryan Coogler is just a nice guy just trying to make some movies. And he's yep. just picking great people, too. <clears throat> Yes. He's just picking great people. Because him working with getting Ludwig Goranson to do the score. Mm-hmm. To do, yep. The, if you listen to the first Black Panther soundtrack... And you listen to the second Black Panther soundtrack. Wildly different, Bruh. My man, my man was like, "Hmm, it's like going from a Geo to a Ferrari."
0: But that's that's what that's what money would do for you. They money, they were willing to invest a little more upfront. Disney bro, was.
4: He found he found Mayan rappers. Mm-hmm. To put on the score in the soundtrack, like they got two middle, you know, Latin America to find the Yucatan to find actual Mayan rappers. I'm like, what? He was like, it's ten of them in the world. And they put them on the soundtrack. And that's
0: why I messed with Kugler. It's the the attention to detail. Ooh. And it's as much as when and you shout out brought to, up um... to
4: Toby and to Tobin and Fat being on the on the score and on the soundtrack too. Right. Like right. bruh, that's a come up big time y- y'all, y'all you, niggas you gonna let me get check. Y'all niggas gonna let me get to
1: my what's, what I'm been bopping. Bopping, <laughs> like, not, not at all not at all
2: <laughs> <laughs> you see I was saying nothing <laughs> I was like I could hear the, I could literally hear the steam coming
1: out of it <laughs> 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 y'all talking about Ryan Cooglin and whatnot man
0: <laughs> no it's so in. <laughs>
1: y'all just doing this to me because I'm (laughs) 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 light-skinned no I was uh it's all good I was bumping um science fiction uh this dude he he changed his name to to his African name Wale something but when he was science fiction he had an album out called Walls Don't Exist it's an instrumental album that's super super dope I was also bumping RJD to the Dead Ringer because uh oh yeah
4: yeah. that's crazy
1: yeah science fiction kind of sounds like rjd2 at least on that first album i was also bumping Nas's king's disease three i was bumping apollo brown and fillmore green uh the cost of living super dope album uh from a chicago artist and one of my favorite producers and i was also bumping uh prince paul prince amongst thieves i just hadn't heard that in a while and cooji rap's new album last of a dying breed which is which is actually pretty dope Um, I I was surprised at how good it was, but uh, yep, that's that's what I have been bumping. But man, people, thank you so so much for hopping on the show tonight and kicking off season 15 correctly. Uh, Courtney, we would love to have you back if you are willing to come on back. Yes, indeed,
2: absolutely. I I'll always bring the audacity and debauchery.
1: As as the wife of Zach, I, I should I should expect nothing less.
3: I'm It's <laughs> <laughs> certainly
0: the place for
1: it. <laughs> exactly, it's a safe space, you
4: know. Right, right. The most, more safe black spaces.
1: Uh, Marcellus, man, thank you again for hopping on as well. Thank uh, Jamil. Oh, Jamil, I almost forgot. Any album anniversaries?
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, celebrating ten years this week. Uh, you got The Game with Jesus Peace, which approximately six people heard. Uh, and Big Boy, Vicious Lies and Dangerous Rumors. I believe that was his debut solo album. Um, Celebrating 15 years is. Uh, no, his,
1: his solo his solo debut was Sir Lucius Left Foot, actually.
0: Okay, I thought the, that was the Got it. So this would have been the second one. Celebrating 15 years is uh, High Technology 3 mm. and uh, Wu-Tang 8 Diagrams.
3: Ugh.
0: Also, in
3: right
0: <laughs> where it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it does get a, a, a turn in celebrating 20 years. Um, you got the Jizza with the Legend of Liquid Swords. Super uh, dope album. Yep. Yes, indeed. And yep. Slept On. Uh, felt a tribute to Christina Ritchie. Oh, I love that Another slept-on album.
4: A tribute to
1: Christina Ritchie. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Check it out, Marcellus. And
0: uh, also, yeah. And From also celebrating 20, 20 years. Another. Um, I'll send
1: you the link, Marcellus.
3: All
4: right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Where am I right
0: now? Another highly slept-on album. Uh, unfairly hated, unfairly maligned uh, by. uh Little known rapper um, Rashid Lin, <laughs> album called Electric Circus. You might have heard of it. Indeed. Celebrating 20 years this year. And um, last but not least, celebrating 30 years to the day, actually, is uh, Heavy D and the Boys Blue Funk. Wow. We Man. getting old is all I could think of with that. Yeah.
1: 20 yeah. years of Electric Circus.
0: Ain't that crazy? Wow, uh,
1: and well, I, I, I have, and if that album got me. released now,
0: it'd be it'd be the, the the hottest thing smoking in the midst of all of these sing songy rappers and all that. Hmm.
1: It, it may or may not be like like it was different then, and I think it would be different now. It it, it was an album that was was somewhat ahead of its time, but it's an album that like you 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 got it if you wanted to get it (laughs) you know what i mean
0: that's fair that's fair i i do think that it was ahead of its time though that and the love below but i think both of those are you know a discussion in and of itself
1: oh
0: yeah oh yeah your uh your album anniversaries for the week
1: all right all right well we appreciate that jamil and uh that is the show so again i want to thank y'all for logging on tonight making the show what it was sharing your input uh we got us a nice lengthy show here to kick off season 15 and we're going to invite um the audience to come back next week Uh, we should be back with another show in fact next week we'll be back with our fifth annual vibes and stuff award show where we will be yes sir we'll we'll be awarding the best and worst of hip-hop in 2022 so uh everybody who i sent a ballot to fill out those ballots man so we can uh (laughs) announce the winners
0: all right (laughs) hands
1: you tell jason that (laughs) Oh Courtney, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a ballad too. I don't, I, I almost forgot. Um, with that, I bid y'all adieu, and I'm gonna say peace.
4: All right, later, 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 later.